0: Middle cough. Do you smell what Haberman A.B. Ames is cooking?
2: Man, how about, I mean, George Kittle is just, that's not the surprise. Did you see Jimmy G when Kittle went full beer chug?
0: It, it was, was like almost his- like Jimmy's a little too uh, too corporate to yeah. slam a beer. <laughs> it was like, is Jimmy going to do it? And then he just did like the point at like, look at my guy, look at my guy. Do you know what it also felt like? It's it, it, maybe it's ingrained in them, and, and you know, like a lot of things. I think for a lot of people are ingrained in you from your youth. I would imagine as a football player, if you just play for Belichick, you're just always kind of on edge. Like well, if Bill saw me doing this, like uh, he might, and you're like, I don't even fucking play for him anymore, you know. But it was <laughs> right. like in the back of his mind. Even though the irony is, I'm pretty sure. I guess Tom did it at their ring ceremony. Because remember the video that went viral maybe over the summer or maybe at the end of their OTAs when Brady slammed a beer with all of his offensive linemen. Uh, but it, but I, I got the look in in Jimmy's eyes like, Belichick's going to yell at me. And then he probably realized like five minutes later, like I don't even fucking play for the Patriots. But maybe not. Maybe he just – well, uh,
2: No, I, I, John, I, I buy that. I think it's your upbringing is hard to shake, man. Whatever the lessons you learn as a child – you notice a lot of you notice a upbringing. lot of Alabama
0: guys aren't big talkers in the NFL? When's the last time an Alabama guy really had a controversial take? This is not really their style. Yeah. yeah. Now I my guy in the SEC said that one big difference is like he's like the the stark contrast between Clemson and Bama. Like you go into Clemson, it's just players are loose, players are fun. Christian Wilkins uh Deshaun Watson it's just loose you know Dabo just everyone's just like oh come on in come have it have a sandwich you know just come watch some film in Bama it's like you can go show up whatever and you know football 24-7 for the scouts but it's a little tighter you know it's not many uh high fives and hugs even players coaches a lot of people walking on eggshells around that building yeah and I like even really? Julio you
2: would say, like, like you, Quentin Williams should have gone, feels like a Clemson guy, not an Alabama oh,
0: big, guy. Big time. and Williams to me feels like Clemson or, like, Ohio State. I'll give Urban credit. Like, his players have personality. Like, you know, Zeke and Bosa's and just, they're all, you just, they just feel a little looser. The Bama guys, man, are just, it's tight. Like, look at Julio. Guy, do you know that Julio right now, in my opinion, is playing as well as any wide receiver, like, like, the moss, the peak Moss days were probably the best thing we've ever seen. And then, like, T.O.'s, like, a slight to me under it, but it was still pretty damn close. If not, he had moments where it was equal. Julio is not far behind either one of those two right now, just his dominance, and it's, he's the most boring guy in the league. And to me, he represents, like, everything Saban yearned for in a player. <sighs> Super serious, you never hear him talking, just kicks a shit out of everybody.
2: I, I, I don't, like, if you said, remember that time you heard Julio say something? I would say, I don't. I don't remember that time I heard Julio say something.
0: But what if I said, "Remember that time when Julio was playing the Colts and he mossed three guys up in the air and picked the yeah. ball over their heads"?
2: We could do fifteen. Remember that times with something he did on the
0: field. Remember on fourth and four when they ran a quick screen and Julio ran right around everyone and then took it to the house. Oh yeah, he's also six foot four and two hundred thirty pounds. He's he's really much more to than Randy. Like that's yeah, and to was probably a little more fluid than Julio. You know, like. Julio's a little straight line. I don't I mean it sounds like a criticism, but he's just a little tighter. Uh clearly doesn't really slow him down. Where Tio was God, TO was a monster. But TO was a little more elusive, you know?
2: Yeah, I saw a video of TO talking to Kittle pregame on the field on Saturday. Yeah. And TO even had like I could ch- just in the way he moved, he made like some little movement. He made some <laughs> little we're movement. We're we're and uh, I was like, damn, T.O. is just so... I bet T.O. has got to be a phenomenal dancer, right? Didn't he
0: win Dance with the Stars? Oh, did he? Well, I, I don't know if he did. I, I don't think he did. But I'm. But he was, was on, he it? on it? Uh, I, it? Sounds right. I don't know. Well, Antonio was on it, right? It was Odell on it? One of those two. I think it was Antonio. I don't... Uh, I thought T.O. was know. on it, but I, I might be wrong. I don't know. I don't watch the show. Never have, never will. Yeah, I... Though I do follow this girl on Instagram who's mm-hmm. from Fresno. Pretty cute. Last time I was in L.A., I actually tried to meet up with her. She wasn't in town. Never met her or anything. But uh, she works, I think, for Dancing with the Stars. Hmm. She just she Instagram like I guess they have a new Dancing with the Stars podcast out.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: Probably a fun listen. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: this, podcast, this podcast is brought to you by Ease and EaseWellness.com. E-A-Z-E.com.
0: Ease.com. Promo code ham guy They have it all. Pre-rolls, vapes, you name it. They deliver it. Uber Eats of THC, state of California, also in other areas. Check it out if you live on the West Coast. Might be in your area. If you use the promo code HAM, you get $20 off your first purchase. If you've already used it, tell your friends because we're big on grassroots, literally and figuratively. Also, our friends at uh, EaseWellness.com, guy. EaseWellness.com. They got this thing, they call it CBD. Uh, it's kind of taken over the, the nation. Helps you with aches and pains, lotions, vapes, pre-rolls. Not pre-rolls for CBD, actually. But they got rubs. They have bath bombs. They have these things called doggy treats. You know, some doggies get anxiety. And I'm talking actual dogs. And you give them a little CBD and the dog relaxes. So if you're trying to watch, you know, I guess you can't watch the Nighter game this Sunday, but watch a baseball game at night. And your dog's freaking out, wants to go outside, needs to go pee or needs to go poo. You just give them a little of that, and then the dog will chill. You still need to take the dog out to the bathroom, probably, but relax a little bit. <laughs> uh, this podcast is also brought to you by
2: MyBookie. And thank you to our friends at Ease. Uh, share share that promo code HAM with your friends. Uh, MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM, and the number one. So it's HAM and number one. So it's just four total digits. HAM and the number one at uh, MyBookie. .ag ham and the number one fastest payouts, better lines than any other sports book, more ways to win than anybody else.
0: You know what, guy is obviously the NFL every week's really good. Uh, we talk a lot about the lines on this show at mybookie.ag promo code ham one, but there are some very interesting uh, college football games this weekend. There are a couple mm-hmm. good ones actually uh, Friday night. Uh, you know the the Thursday night football game right now is. On paper, coming into the season, was probably one of the better Thursday night games of the year. Phillies, or not the Phillies, they got eliminated, but the Philadelphia Eagles at the Green Bay Packers. Last I saw it, guy, five points, Eagles. I I get they got some injuries, but Carson Wentz, must-win game. I kind of like the birds in that situation. How about this, though? We got two games Friday night in college football. Penn State going into Maryland. Maryland's kind of one of the surprise teams of the year. Uh, Penn State, yeah, I think most people view them as a top 15 team in the country. I know they literally are ranked that high. But only given 6.5 at Maryland, that's kind of a tasty line. And then what, mm-hmm. about, what about this guy? Arizona State at Cal, one of the bigger Pac-12 games so far of the year. Yep. Uh, it's kind of an interesting line, though. You, I would have thought it'd be uh, like 8 or 9 points. It's 4.5. Yeah. You explain that one to me? That doesn't surprise
2: me. I mean – um, ASU already won on the road at Michigan State, who's a much better team than, than the old Miss team that Cal just beat.
0: Deshaun Jackson and Marshawn aren't walking through that door to score. No, they're,
2: no they're not. Uh, Connor Cook was not walking through that door for Michigan State either. But offensively, they were better last week. I don't know if people think it's really who the new Cal football offense is. Defense, they're really good. But ASU's defense is supposed to be pretty good, although they got beat a little bit by Colorado. But Colorado can really throw the football. So I can see why people and you go back to it like these are two coaches that should be comfortable just playing in a game that's like eight possessions apiece Justin Wilcox and uh and Herm Edwards. So I I understand it. I mean, Cal just neither one of these teams plays in games that are blowouts really. Yeah.
0: So I mean it's very very probable this game is probably a 20 to 17 type matchup. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean I Cal has held, I think it's 10 straight opponents
2: to less than 24 points, so I think it's more of a 17-14 type of game. So what do you think
0: about this guy? God, I mean, the over-under, do you know what's crazy? Is in the NFL a typical over-under somewhere between, I'd say 40 and 48, you know, for defensive teams, usually low 40s. You know, if it's Patriot Chiefs, the number might be a little bit over 50. In college football, to me, it's unheard of to see an over-under under – under like 45 points. I I was about to say 50, and then I looked and I saw Northwestern Wisconsin is 46. But, I mean, I would say the Big Ten is somewhat of an outlier, some of their matchups. Arizona State Cal, the over-under, you want to guess what it is? Uh, I'm going to, just based on what you're saying, I'm going to guess it's high.
2: Higher than you would think, 55?
0: No, I'm I'm saying it's low.
2: Oh, it's really low?
0: It's 40. Yeah, okay, that feels right to me. So, I mean... 2017 kind of feels in that sweet spot. Yeah, yeah. I uh, being at the UC was, Davis game, and I know this is a long time ago. Like Cal's proven to be better, probably than that performance. They, their quarterback, I, I just don't see how they score. They're, they're, he's not. He's not a very accurate guy. Now he's he can make things happen with his legs, but he's just yeah yeah. He is. He just he struggled that game. Well, in my gut,
2: I kind of like ASU this week. But that, again, that's what I'm not, saying. That's what but I'm saying. I'm not, but here's the thing. I've been bad. I I was really confident that Washington would kick the crap out of BYU and they did. Um but I have I've had a rough couple of weeks here in the Pac-12, so
0: mybookie.ag promo code ham1. Do, do you think on Washington? A lot of people ask me all the time, you know, who beside Tua, who is the other quarterback that's going to go really high? Cuz I think a lot of people are a little lukewarm on Herbert. Like you have been forever. Not as like a really good college player. I've gone back and forth. But but, but, but yeah. just as a you know, kind of a lock top five pick, which how he kind of was once considered. Yeah. And I think a lot more of it was on hype just because he got this big, really talented guy that off people that didn't really watch him. If you just watch the Washington quarterback, you go, God, I mean, this guy, I don't know anything about his personality or character. I'd assume most quarterbacks, you just kind of always assume it's on the positive side. His physical gifts are pretty eye-opening. You know, I, I, think, I think he is somewhat of a sleeper right now because he's a transfer guy. Uh, hopefully a sleeper in the sense that people aren't talking about him as a first round pick where I think the more and more exposure they have, who do, they play have a big game this week, right? They play SC they
2: at that line's 10.
0: It, I mean, I hope he stays for a couple of years, which he might, he's still relatively young. I mean, he could, you don't think it's out of the realm possibility that one day he's a top 10 pick. do you? No. And I, th- if I had to bet, I would bet there's a, he keeps playing the way he's playing. He'll be a first rounder this year. But that doesn't mean he's necessarily a lock to leave. Kind of the path he's taken. But I don't know anything about him.
2: Yeah, no, it doesn't mean he's a lock to leave. But if you're a first round quarterback, it's you know obviously Herbert went back to school.
0: We've seen it. We've seen it happen time and time again on we the have. West Coast because our I think and again I mean, maybe we're a little arrogant out here. I think we're just a little smarter and some of our guys see the bigger picture. And though this guy went to Georgia, he he's not from the South, right? He's a local. He's a he's Washington. A kid. Bad, yeah, yeah. So I I'm keeping my fingers crossed part again part 99% of it is selfishly. I just want to watch this guy play and I against
2: think, Michigan in the opener next year.
0: Well that well hell yeah. I, you know I was talking we was at beers with our buddy Hawk probably like through the opening weekend of college football and I was mm-hmm. like you'll probably be working. But I was like bro, we got to go cuz he's going to an SEC game. This going to
2: He went to AM last year.
0: I think, yeah, right? he, I think he's going to like Georgia, Tennessee, or something. He's going to a game at Georgia. I'm like, I'm fucking pretty jealous. I'm like, I want to do one of those next year. Mm. And then I started looking around and I'm like, well, it's probably a little harder to get to the South, though I want to do it one time in my life. There are two games next year that are just eye openers out West Ohio State, Oregon, and Washington, Michigan. Like, that's as good as we got out here on the West Coast, right? Yeah, that's pretty great. Isn't Ohio State, Oregon next year? Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. It is. Yeah. yeah, so I, I think those are in back-to-back weeks, or either the same week. One's week one, one's week two, and one I think's week three next uh, year.
2: The Washington Michigan game is September 5th, I believe.
0: So that would be the second week, right? Yeah. That's uh, that's badass, guy. what? Wa- yeah, I mean, really awesome. that's I I I might. And Washington goes back there in 20. Middlecoff might be in attendance, uh, but he's. John Middlecoff has also said that about 7 million events that he ends up not making to. I've put out some
2: feelers to see if we could get on the sidelines Friday night for ASU Cal.
0: If you it? get me on the sidelines, guy, I'll meet you in front of Memorial State. When's that kickoff?
2: 7.30? Yeah. Late I'll,
0: I'll meet you there at about 6. I, mean, I, gotta, I was I gotta hoping you would you pick me. I was hoping you would drive. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then i got to come in and come out. Field you know passes.
2: Yeah, 6. Grab a bite in Berkeley. Get on the field for warm-ups.
0: Yeah, well, I'll swing by and grab you. From the BART station? Yeah. West Oakland keep Haberman on his toes. Uh, all right, let's get into some
2: 49ers. Middle cough. The uh, big event in the Bay Area uh, was uh, WWE Raw on was Tuesday that a Chase night. Center? It was at Chase Center. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You, hey, man, 200 events. You got to stack them up.
0: I, I'll give Lake up credit on this. Now, I mean, he was like, "Yeah, what do you think we're gonna do?" They have just every. I mean, basketball season. I didn't realize they were having this many events this quick. They hit the ground running. Are we sure we're going to get this thing built in time? Yeah. I think Joe you Lakers put that thing
2: built. up, you don't go soft opening. You just. Uh,
0: <laughs> you got to
2: start making money from the second those doors open, that air conditioning. WWE, yeah,
0: Metallica, Elton John. Yep. John Mayer. Do you think Jimmy paid for those tickets?
2: First row, right behind the broadcast. Like it, To me, it's not an accident they're sitting behind the broadcast table.
0: Usually. And mainly, it's just NFL players because it's usually like you know. I don't think LeBron James is going to a WWE event. They're always. It feels like sitting in like the super super famous athletes are always sitting in that seat. So maybe WWE gives them. You know what
2: goes to show if you're. Yeah, maybe they did because Kittle had been doing. Kittle did some. Can you smell what the Rocket, what the Niners are cooking or whatever the day before Sunday? He did it in the before? locker room, like after did, the yeah, win. In the locker yeah. room. Um, and and, then, and the Rock had tweeted about them.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's pretty cool. Even Kittle was like, it's pretty badass. It, is bad, bad
2: <laughs> it does go to show, no matter how famous you are, I do think like, being on camera when the camera's actually not for you never stops being fun. <laughs> no matter how many times you've been on camera, when someone else is on camera and you get the chance to, for lack of a better term, just kind of goof off or photobomb in the background, it never stops being fun. Like George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo have more camera time than 99.9% of America. And yet, they get on camera behind a broadcast and they start
0: acting like Barry from the shop. I, I, <laughs> I got to take the L a little bit because right around maybe probably before mid-season, people were like, Milka, is this guy Gronkowski? And I was like, well, let's pump the brakes. I did not. And and we talked to him this year and you could feel it. But even when we interviewed him, like his stardom was already strong. I, but his stardom has exponentially grown wouldn't you say faster than most people could have you know put a finger on like I didn't expect it to be this fast like well I'm not saying he's Jimmy but he is the Niners big personality he's not the Niners most famous player because he's not the quarterback but he's do you think he's their best player well he's their, their best player the but I'm saying he's but he's he's the double yeah. whammy because he's their best player and their biggest personality
2: right he's a star he's, right. a, he's star. an exceptional player and he is comfortable doing all the things that just being himself he's first of all he's he's a little he's different yeah. he's not just you know straight so he puts himself out there and he's entertaining and he's like he's, li- he he's like himself he's super likable to to. yeah um we had him on the podcast for anyone that's missed it go back and listen to it he was great when you say
0: there's a little bit of a when you do talk to him there is a little bit of a humility maybe humility is the wrong word like naivete like at, no, I don't even I think, think it's humility. I I think it's the right
2: mix of like puts himself out there, but it is it's not a, uh, i know I think he's I think it is humility. I think which to mi- me which what makes to him me like what him. I feel when I watch Kittle when we talk to Kittle what I feel is a guy who um believes in himself knows he's great but also is enjoying the like and this is what Gronk does right it's like Gronk is having fun taking advantage of all the things you get when you're Gronk. And I think Kittle is like just enjoying being a star athlete. You know, he's when just I, making the most of it. I, I think I think,
0: the, I think the other thing, when you think about Gronk and Kittle has this too, you just go, you know what? This guy's pretty normal of a guy. I mean, he's not necessarily normal in the sense that he's so famous, but like he'd be the type of guy to just be nice to people on the street. Like he's not an asshole. And I, I think Gronkowski's been pretty consistent. He just seems like he's probably just pretty nice to most people that he runs into. Right. And that's what I think Kittle has going for him, too, where he's just – there are some humble roots to him that make people kind of gravitate toward the, those guys. Now, part of it is, especially for Gronk, who's what Kittle aspires to be, is was, I mean, the first ballot Hall of Famer. And if Kittle can just keep – the problem is for Kittle already – just given the way their offense is set up, like he just it's going to be hard to have just constant 10-touchdown seasons, right? Which, as an MVP, not an MVP, but as a future Hall of Famer, because he has Hall of Fame talent. It's clear, right? right? Physically, he's the best blocker in the league. There was that play late in the game where Jimmy kind of dumped it off to him, and you're just like, He can make a guy miss, and then he has, like, the short area burst. You're like, Jesus Christ, this guy looks like uh, Sammy Watkins or something with the ball in his hands. Like, that's not how a tight end's supposed to look. But one of the reasons, like, for example, Tony Gonzalez became the great best tight end ever because they just force-fed him the ball every year. And he was great at it, but he was a lock to get 80 to 100 catches. Where Kittle might have some seasons where it's just like, he's the best tight end in the league guy and has 57 catches hell i mean that could be like this year right What's you have right now cuz even even I the other like day 5 or 6 now found, now in fairness Tra- and he, even he when we were interviewing him cuz i was like oh you were second team all pro gronk was one he's like no travis kelsey wasn't travis is you know what i mean <laughs> travis, well, I just is, mean, also, travis it, is also headed to the hall of fame
2: like he had six catches the other day right he didn't score a touchdown
0: but but i think the week before i don't know if he was it I had him yeah I, my guess right now is he has 13 catches on the season, and I am. Uh, it feels low. Yeah, you're right. He got 17, but he's got no, <laughs> no touchdowns. So he's averaging about what? Yeah, you're right. Four,
2: Cincinnati was only three catches.
0: So he's averaging four and a half a game. So if you do four and a half, 16 games. I'm not a math major here, but you're talking you know mid 60s, which I think some of like what would you guess Travis Kelsey had last year? When he was first team all, bro. My guess would be 96. Four and a half is 72. So is exactly. Not a math major, like I said. What I'm are you guessing Travis? What did Travis Kelsey have last year is your guess. God, he was uh, a monster. Like 90? <laughs> he had 103 and 10 touchdowns. Okay. So, but, I mean, that's just, and Ertz has some 90 plus. Yeah, but like what did Kittle have? Not as many catches as you think. Kittle had... 85? No? Uh, no, you're right. I, I felt, for some reason, I felt like he had, like, 70. He had 88. You're right. Well, he had the he most had yards,
2: right? Yeah. He so. had 88,
0: Thirteen seventy seven. It's just, it feels like... But Gronk he, had a couple years where he had, like, 15 touchdowns in his prime. Also,
2: you know? postseason success is a big part of that. Just the way you're perceived.
0: I, I, and I guess my overall point on Kittle, beside the special personality as we talked about, his greatness is not always going to be defined in the stat sheet, which I, you know, can be a challenge in this day and age for some people. Now, it luckily, there are enough Baldingers and, and Riddicks out there that are football guys.
2: And Haberman that, and Middlecoffs.
0: Yeah, did this show that emphasized that shit, right?
2: Uh, yeah, and also it's pretty early, and he's not under the radar as a player.
0: Not at all. I I actually think he's non quarterback. One of the more famous players in the league. And Part of it's because of fantasy, but I mean a big part of it is. But that's a good. I and mean, that's a good thing. That's how you well, get the, famous now.
2: Yeah, yeah. And this team winning. Obviously the number there were some PFF who you sent me something about how good Jimmy's been the last two weeks. You know, for me, I I thought week three was better than week two. Um, uh, and then like Kyle this week, that Kyle said on KNBR that he watches. Uh, Belichick tape every week, which to me, my take on that is a lot of people watch a lot of things. Like, we all watch the greats. Not everybody can take what somebody else does and apply it to what they do. Jim, uh, uh Kyle has the brain power to do that. Like, uh, you know, every offseason is like, oh, we spent the whole lot, we studied Gary Patterson's defense. It's like, all right, well, what are you doing with it? Um, everybody studied the pistol. Okay, well. Cool. How,
0: well, how many non-SEC coaching staffs have gone to visit with Saban, right? Over the last ten years, right? He, he lets them all in. I, I, I somehow stumbled on the other day as Dabo Sweeney because they're playing North Carolina, and he talked about when he got the job in two thousand nine. It just because I follow Clemson football, and I just when I woke up at like six forty-five in the morning, I look up and he's talking because it's like ten o'clock there or whatever, and he's just giving his you know weekly press conference so I'm like I want to see what dabble was like I mean it's an experience in its own but he talked about in 2009 when he first got the job Texas was on top of the world and he just cold called Mac Brown and he said he got a call back the next day and Max like bring your entire staff out here so he's like I went out there for three days I had never met him in my life I he, I, he didn't even well, like how did this guy even know who I am well I mean he knew who I was because I just got the job but he's like what does that mean to him and I we stayed there for four days Matt gave me hours upon hours. One night, he took us out to dinner. He's like, this is one of the best experiences of my life. You could tell, like, a little Harbaugh and Harbaugh. Like, in a perfect world, Dabo would not want to play Matt Brown. Like he, I think he views this guy as like one of his mentors. But Dabo's a good example of someone who probably has studied a lot of other, probably a little less X's and O's, like Kyle, and probably just more operationally. But he's able, like, if Dabo comes to you, if went to Belichick or went to Mac Brown, he's going to steal the good shit and he's going to be able to implement it. If you give Kyle the clicker and you throw on the All-22 of Belichick, he's going to steal the good shit. And I think Andy, a lot of the West Coast guys, the, the intellectual guys are like that. Here's the other thing, and you
2: say this because you said this to me earlier, and I hadn't thought of this. Do you think Kyle is just watching the Patriots offense?
0: Wouldn't you imagine he watches the Chiefs' offense every week and, and like the Colts and just no, no? What other...
2: I mean is, what, do you think he's watching? Oh, I'll lead oh, you oh, to oh, what oh, you oh, said oh. earlier, which is, I think he's also watching Belichick's defense.
0: Well, because when I when I just retweeted that yesterday, everyone's like, "You mean he's watching Josh McDaniels?" and and my first thought was like, "Yeah, you're, you're right. That's what he's watching." And I, then I started thinking, "Are we sure that he just doesn't like? Maybe he watches the the offense and Brady." I think there is no doubt in my mind that he watches. What are teams doing against Belichick, and then how does Belichick solve them? And even if he just gets two or three nuggets, he then implements that, like knowing that I don't necessarily know how that impacts him week to week, but it has to give him ideas, you know, because you interview coaches every week when you're calling these games, and if you just watch a lot of press conferences, they love saying these things. I don't think a lot of people quite understand what it means when they go, we have to have beaters built in. So if you if we're running a play and you call the perfect defense against that play, I have to have a beater, meaning like a cover one beater, a cover two beater, a cover three beater, implemented in the offense. And some of those are option routes where, where like, this is what makes football so complicated. If Julian Edelman gets out three steps and realizes they're in the defense that this play is not going to work against he has to be able to ad lib on the fly and then because Brady is going to be able to see it they're on the same page the complications of the highest level offense are so stupid guy it, it really is like the level and i think it speaks to i don't know if i sent you this either i know i sent you the one on the the jimmy stats lombardi had something yesterday that the patriots right now have gone three and out only once so f- or not the patriots the chiefs once wow. this year no like I didn't 3, see this. 3% of their drives have gone. The 49ers are second best with, with 2%, or excuse me, twice, and that's like 6% or whatever. But it just shows you that if you're going to consistently win on third down, which any coach, the word they always say the must down, right, is third down because it keeps fucking drives alive unless you're Harbaugh or Doug Peterson where the analytics guys, they're going to go for on fourth down. <laughs> I was texting but, to Jeff Schwartz the other day, like, Everyone's like, the analytics, the going forward on fourth down. Like, it's not some new revelation that going forward on fourth down in the fourth quarter when you're down is some – like, most coaches are just scared. You know, it's not really – it's not analytics. It's just common sense. It's what every fan's screaming at their team to do on the, on the couch. But back to Kyle, and I think this is what makes it so complicated, and I, I think it speaks to – When you look at, obviously, McDaniels and Brady and Edelman and those guys are going to be on a different level. They've been working together on football. Like, their 10-year run together, what is that in football years? Like, 30 years? Like, no staff and quarterback are together that long. What's so crazy about Andy and Mahomes is, and I think this probably speaks to that first year Mahomes was able to go, like, Blake Griffin, Ben Simmons, you know, his rookie year. Now, he wasn't injured, but he just got to watch and soak it all in. So it was, like, one mental year of just, like, taking it all in. So, despite they're only in there, you know, he started that one game last year, or his first year, and then all year, that second year, and then the couple games this year. He hasn't played that much, but they're really on a much farther trajectory than just the amount of games he's played, and I think maybe Jimmy and Kyle now are kind of getting to that point, and just kind of the core of their offense. It's not just Jimmy and Kyle, it's Kittle, it's Staley, it's it's McGlinchey, it's, it's, it's Richburg now has been here two years. All the running backs have been... Like, Brady's been on the team now three years, right? Juszczyk has been here from day one. So a lot of those guys are all on the same page. Like, that that's underrated maybe the biggest advantage that Belichick, Brady, and McDaniels have. And their core of guys. It's like, well, they just—they don't really have that many random guys. They got McCourty. Do you know that Slater, their special teams guy, has been there since 08? I mean, a lot of their core guys that fucking play have been there forever, like, we're able to do this podcast. We've been doing shows now for a long fucking time. You know, it just it helps when you have some cohesion. Now, the Niners' cohesion is nowhere near on that level. But their group of guys on offense have been together for a while. And Kyle, as we've always said, I mean, just look around the way the league talks about him. They think he's a genius. Well, to be a genius, you have to have other people on your level And they may never get to your level, but the only way they can get close is spending a lot of time around you, right? And I think they're benefiting from that. That's why I think Kyle yearned to have Kirk Cousins because he knew there would be no lag time. Right. Don't you think there's a big element there? I I think if, now maybe Kyle doesn't believe Kirk Cousins is a stud, but he'd have to if we were having beers. Like, yeah, Kirk has limitations. Like, I think he would be able to say that out loud, right? Uh, Yeah, I would think so.
2: Let's hit the ground running. We'll get another quarterback. We can develop behind him. But let's hit the ground running. I don't want to lose football games,
0: which makes sense. I I, I get it. You know, it's I understand well, it's every, that. Josh, part it's what
2: everybody does. You get a job. You bring in people you know.
0: Well, I, I would say in my experience, though, like Andy's mind doesn't work like that. He wants the most talented guy, and then he'll work with him. You know.
2: Okay. Almost everybody does
0: that. Yeah, I I, I think that certain and and it's just kind of especially his i would say would you say this
2: first time people yeah in particular do that
0: yeah. first time younger coaches too yeah i guess sean McVay didn't really have a choice because they had just drafted the guy number one overall and neither did i guess i don't every, even mean i well when i every say situation that, is different but i'm not talking about the quarterback necessarily i'm just saying
2: like yeah somebody gets a new job him. they they're bringing in coaching staff it's filled with guys they know well, look it's at what kyle did
0: of, he went and got Pierre Garcon. You just want a couple couple guys that when Great you example. walk out to practice, you go, "Yeah, we know each other, right?" So, so you're just all not starting from a blank slate. Wouldn't you say that's pretty consistent in anything you've ever experienced in your life? People always try yeah, that, to. That's
2: my point. It's yeah. just I wasn't making a quarterback comment. Although with quarterbacks, you would say, especially when you're bringing a new offense, it's like it helps if the guy on the field is helping knows it well enough to teach it. Which Kirk probably knows it well enough to teach it.
0: Can you but... imagine? The ability like Belichick and Brady have to just know what each other's Non-verbal thinking.
2: Non-verbal communicate. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, it's just, it's never going to be seen again, guy, ever in the history of sports. That's a fucking insane. And that's why Popovich always talked about Duncan. Like, don't get it twisted. Duncan made me. Like, I without this guy, this thing never happens. You know, I mean, Steve's like, I think hopefully Steph plays another 10 years.
2: What'd you think of the Jimmy G stats, by the way? That you, that you should, what was he second most uh, efficient quarterback in the last... Now, these stats were the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, well,
0: I, I think a huge element of that, and we talked this about This was David
2: it. Newman. Sorry. It was second highest pass grade behind Brady. Second highest percentage of positively graded throws. Fourth lowest percentage of negatively graded throws. Those are throws below replacement, uh, according to me. Third most accurate based on ball location.
0: I think a lot of it has to do and I haven't studied the last or just watched the last two Brady games because he's played the Jets and the Dolphins. But they're not as dependent on running the ball. Like, he just can go five wide and he'll just pick you apart. Where Jimmy's success, and this is not – I'm not trying to knock him at all. They've been running the shit out of the the football the last two weeks. So when you can do that, and we talked about just the defense not being able to tee off, you're in a conducive position to to just control and dictate the terms. So – Jimmy's throwing back, dropping back, and they're not necessarily teeing off on him. And I, when I say teeing off, like their pass rushers have to play the run first. And then even when they did, just I just had the Niner game on in the background this morning. And just every time I'd kind of peek at it, you'd see he was getting blasted. The one thing he did a really good job of in the Steeler game is when he was getting hit deliver pretty accurate balls, or, or catchable balls at least. Mm-hmm. And that's, as we talked about last show, if, if you're standing in there in pressure, the Niners are going to be pretty good if Jimmy, can, as long as he doesn't get hurt. right. But like if he's standing in there and waiting that extra split second and then going to deliver an accurate ball, and this goes for any quarterback, you can't really beat an offense if the guy's willing to do that, right? Like The the offense is a little like the basketball where, yeah, you can play great defense, but I, if I'm Jordan or Clay or Kevin, I'm scoring. Where if I'm Phillip Rivers or Andrew Luck or now Jimmy Garoppolo – and I'm staying in that extra second and I'm willing to take the shot and my guy I, that guy's gonna get open more times than not. I'm gonna win.
2: well there's this always there's always this battle right of can you can can we protect our quarterback longer than you can cover our receivers in the past game?
0: You think it's pretty and, fair to say that it's, it's' basically unless you have like Jalen Ramseys impossible to cover receivers in this day and age because of the lack of physicality for that long.
2: Yeah, well, and just the change in offenses. What did you think of the, uh, the video of Carson Wentz getting sacked, but it was like six seconds in the pocket, but all his offensive linemen stopped blocking? It was like, who do you blame here? Is it him for not getting rid of the football, or should all his linemen – because all,
0: all of his linemen stopped.
2: Well, did, did, was it
0: fair to say that Twitter was kind of shitting on the
2: O-linemen? Yeah, that's why I saw Jeff Schwartz. Anything that involves O-linemen usually comes to my attention because Jeff Schwartz tweets about it. What did he say? Just like, this, the, how long do you expect these guys to block?
0: Well, I, and I would imagine, what if the play was like one, two, three, had the ball out? So they just, what? what's Jason Peter supposed to do? Like, Carson, you still you still scrambled around back there? Okay, I've got you. Like, they just, they all stop. So to me, I think offensive linemen in general have kind of earned, this is not, they're not wide receivers. Most of them are fucking consistently playing hard and trying. That that, to me, Carson, the play that was supposed to hit, didn't hit. And they just thought, again, they're not looking down the field, guy. They're just kind of looking forward. They don't know. F- they don't have eyes. They literally don't have eyes in the back of their head. I, I come to defense of the O line group because it was the entire group one, and that's another classic one. Like guys not fighting for the dude. Like give me a fucking break. Unless you know the play call, yeah. No one has no. any
2: goddamn clue what's going on. I will say it seems like a lot of people have picked up on what I said on the last podcast. Not they haven't picked up on it because I said it. Just I didn't know that everyone was noticing it, but clearly everyone is noticing. Bonus coverage Sunday afternoon, setting sun, West Coast rivers trying to lead some furious comeback. It's happened a million times. Uh, the, uh, Big Cat was talking about it or tweeted about it. Rusillo and, and Long were talking about it. <laughs> I know. No one. I, I, the one thing I feel like I've said differently is it's always the bonus coverage too. But anyway, I've got early prediction. Yeah,
0: well, why do their games consistently hug like 4:45? Well, the they afternoon? must get. They must
2: always have the 125
0: kick. But then, but then there is there a delay somewhere in their game? Because they're always guy in the late game. And we're not know, talking overtime. We're talking like, God, there's six minutes left in the fourth quarter.
2: Maybe because they always throw so much. The games are slower because Phillip throws 45 times a game or whatever he
0: throws. Maybe but I... I've got
2: early early prediction from me, 15 years down the road, Wentz will – we this will be like – that is Wentz's future right there. What we see with the Chargers, he's not going to win another Super Bowl in Philly, but he's going to have good teams – He's gonna to have to carry him. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be wild. He's always gonna be ripping off his. It's always gonna be him ripping off his chin strap at the end of a game. See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push back. I think Wentz is chin. dramatically better. I do too. I, a, I think he's better a, too. I just again, think that's the that to me is he's the next guy that we're gonna just always. Now he's not always gonna be the late Sunday window. That, but yeah, but to, me, that's to me, to me, the he, future.
0: Here's the other thing. I, I think consistently, if Carson has good players around him and the Eagles will always do everything possible they can to surround them with sweet dudes, that they won't – I I have a hard time seeing Better them, franchise, many, you're right. Is in franchise. many situations like that. We'll
2: revisit this in a decade and a half.
0: Be, because the, the run the Chargers are on for that 20-minute bonus period is unprecedented in sports history. It'd be like the equivalent of a baseball team, you know, went to extra innings 30% more than the league average or something. I mean, it's just – it's crazy. It's It's – it's unspeakable how it consistently happens. And <laughs> but it always are,
2: looks exactly the and same. And the Scores and are always the same too. But the John, but the way it looks is my like Carson like and Phillip, I think what they both do is they get you they get themselves into trouble that they have to get themselves out of, and they're both good enough to get themselves out of it, but it just always looks crazy. That's very, that to very me is crazy. the comp. Uh all right. But Jimmy's looking good, John. And this is now we've got we've got plenty of time here because they're on a buy. But now they've got an extra week to prepare for this Browns team that is reeling. Well,
0: like, I, 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 Freddie Kitchens
2: got out coached the other night. Well, get ready for this.
0: Well, think about this, guy. And I think this is like if you're an Eagles fan, why you're kind of angry and, and Nagy's kind of fans have been edgy about him. This is what makes Kyle, I think, so good is you go – because the Eagles fans would be like, well, yeah, I get Alshon and Deshaun are out, but we're still rolling out Nelson Aguilar. We got Zach can't even catch a baby out of a window. <laughs> you know what's funny about that guy? He had two touchdowns in the game. I had him on my fantasy team. He crushed it. <laughs> Did you see Nelson invite him to their next game.
2: Yeah, I saw that.
0: That they have Nelson Aguilar. They got Zach Ertz. They they drafted a third round wide receiver in JJ ortega Whiteside, who you know a little rich for my taste, but you know it is what it is. He ran fast to the combine, and uh, they draft Miles Sanders high. They still got Sproles. They got they trade for Justin ha- Jordan Howard. And you go, well, Kyle, it's like, who's Kyle rolling out? Like, Juszczyk, Breda, and Kittle. I mean, Kittle's a star, but then it's like Debo. And his offense just doesn't even flinch, right? And that's, I think, the, when you come back to Kyle, his infrastructure of his offense is, like, the one thing the Andes and the Dugs and the Naggies, they are a little more dependent on the players because their, their offense... They kind of, they don't make it up as they go. That sounds like they're just kind of guessing. But every week is a little just based on game, you know, it's just, it changes. Where Kyle's offense, for the most part, wouldn't you say since he's been here, has looked the exact fucking same. Like his his staple plays are kind of what they are. And then his trick plays are kind of based off his staple plays. You're like, whoa, that's a... Throwback screen off the play action boot, right? Right, but they're not trick plays in the traditional
2: sense of trick plays, right? Yeah, like to me, a they're trick play rimples. from
0: like Josh McDaniels is like a quick screen to Edelman, who then throws it back to Josh Gordon, who then has throws it back to Tom Brady. It's like, whoa, that's incredible. Where Kyle's trick play is like he did like a fake screen throwback, but instead of having George Kittle go out late, it was Yusech that went out late, but it's all the same structure. And I think that's where Kyle. Because I was texting someone with the 49ers the other day. I'm like, well, I was hard on Mike McDaniels, who I saw that Kyle, I think, must have said in the KMBR interview. Mm-hmm. They asked him who's in the office the longest. They said Mike McDaniels by far. But he's like... Was this with Papa? No, I think this might have been like Tolbert yesterday. Okay. Is that he's like, well, Mike doesn't have kids, so what else are he going to do? You know, kind of like get a shot. Like, yeah, some of us go home, but we got lives. But Mike McDaniels was quoted in that SI article over the summer, like, this offense makes quarterbacks, not the other way around. And that kind of bothered me. Because, again, I, I philosophically came from a different school of thought. But then you watch, you're like, well. And I was taking something with the night. I was like, oh, eh, the motherfucker has a point. You know? Because <laughs> this shit works. You know? No doubt. Do, do you, oh, here's what I wrote down today. Because I saw you know the Redskins are clearly just getting beyond shit on right now for the last 48 hours in Washington. And I don't blame them. You see the stats of like their Monday night record. I think is like three and eighteen since Dan Snyder bought the team. Like it's by far the worst. Yeah, Monday I think it night might, be or it might be two or might be two. Do you know one of those wins was against the uh, Oakland Raiders? Oh, I remember that game. Do you know the th- three of the undefeated teams right now come from the Mike Shanahan staff of two thousand twelve? Kyle Kyle Sean McVay and Matt Lafleur nine and zero. Uh, it's one of those things when you cover the Redskins or talk about the Redskins for a living. These are the type of things that are driving you nuts. You're like, "How do we fucking suck so much? All these guys that were in our building are kicking ass." Yeah, <laughs> well, let's talk
2: about that, John. All the three and O teams, um, and where the Forty Nine ers rank among the three and O teams. Now there's a co- there's good teams, and and we were talking about this earlier. We're, we're going to eliminate the, I mean the the Lions are not three and they have a tie. They don't count, yeah. I'm with you, uh, but, but, but I'm just saying like they don't count because they're not three and zero, right?
0: Yeah, I, I just, but I also they're, don't view they're them. Too,
2: they're two zero and one. Do you view them as an undefeated team? Oh say when you put it that way. Yes, they are undefeated.
0: See, I just don't. I they haven't been defeated, defeated. But, but they have. They do have a tie.
2: That's correct. They're undefeated with a tie. They are They got a loophole. So here are your here are your three and zero teams: the Rams, the Packers. The 49ers, those are your undefeated team, and the Cowboys. So Cowboys, Rams, 49ers, Packers, four undefeated teams in the NFC. Okay, The AFC, you've got the Patriots, the Bills, the Chiefs, that's it. So seven undefeated teams in the NFL, not counting the Lions. Three in the AFC, four in the NFC. So let's rank them. Pat's Chiefs, 1-1A?
0: Yes. In their own little tier, right? Right. Those two the, teams. Yeah, if we're gonna tier them, yeah. Okay, then who's next? Cowboys or Rams? And I think Pat's fan would be like, "You're putting the Chiefs in our tier." I'm like, yeah, I am just off the eye test, but whatever. You put,
2: I mean, is it Rams, Cowboys, or Rams, Cowboys, Packers? That's up next. I would put it Rams, Cowboys up next, and I, I know you're gonna go Cowboys.
0: I would go. I would go Cowboys. Got, do, here's the elephant in the room with the pack, the Rams, and I. People constantly tweet at me like, "What's up with Gurley?" Is it one of the most bizarre things you've ever seen? Like he doesn't really have an injury, but he clearly does because he's not the same guy. They the numbers show they are not giving him the ball, but he plays. It's not like they're putting him on injury reserve. He's not even on the injury report. It doesn't fucking make sense. It's one of the most bizarre I think it's things I've cl- ever seen.
2: But I thought it was I thought we had our kind of reached the conclusion of what was happening here. He's got an injury, kind of. He just has a thing that sometimes is better on some days than it is on so other days. So it's just
0: completely slowed him down, but he's not the same guy anymore. And, and they just point.
2: have to limit his number of touches. Like, I think that's pretty – that's what's happening here, right?
0: But it's made him not fast anymore. Like, he's not as fast.
2: Yeah, it, but some days it's like it, it probably is going to hurt too much for him to get 12 carries. Well, that that's, that's where
0: I carries. feel good about putting the Cowboys over the Rams. If you told me Gurley was 100% and the Rams were 3-0, I, I, they would deserve to be 3. They're the defending <laughs> NFC champs, but he's not. And the Cowboys, I don't know if they got this guy He leads the – the NFL in uh, touchdown receptions, his name is uh, Amari Cooper. And Zeke Elliott and Dak Prescott who would probably be number two in the MVP voting right now. So I would go with you, Pats, Chiefs, Rams, Cowboys, you can, whatever. I, 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 you can no, I think you Rams make a good up. case.
2: Here, I was going to say this real quick before you move on. If Jared Goff and Dak Prescott both became free agents at the same time, which quarterback would get more money, more offers, whatever? Which one would more guys want, more teams want? I would go Dak, Dak, Dak Prescott. Bob. I think so too. Okay, no, I, I
0: do you agree? I think Jared gets a little too much. Like I watch him, I think he's fucking looks pretty good. Yeah,
2: I, I think what hurts him is just that McVay's his coach, and so McVeigh gets a lot of the credit.
0: Then I would go. I go Packers behind but, those but, two. But but
2: by the way, I I don't think you necessarily. I'm not sure that Goff isn't the right answer to that question. He might be.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think Goff's good. But I think really there's an, there, I, I think Dak has now been the equivalent of him. You're starting to see like he can pass too, like at least on Goff's level, and he has the running element, and they're both high character, good guys. I, you probably couldn't go wrong. You I, know. Maybe it'd be 50-50. I do think like the McVeighs, I think Kyle. Some of those guys would like with Jared take more. Off. Yeah. Well, those guys are all over the league, like you said. So. Yeah, kicking ass. So then, yeah, you'd have those five teams, and then I would have Niners, Bills. Am I missing a team here?
2: Uh you should have uh you should have seven teams. One,
0: two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. So I would have so Niners. Tier second one
2: last. Tier one Patriots Chiefs. Yep. Tier two Rams, Cowboys, Packers on the same tier, he, did you say? He,
0: I, can I can I give you something though, just about like where I think you could make an argument what's the difference right now between the Packers and the Niners, beside the fact that Aaron Rodgers just has a resume that speaks for itself. The Niners right now are fifth in scoring offense at 32 points a game, and like we said, McVeigh, Kyle, Lafleur, all the Redskin crew, all the Shan- all the Big Daddy Shanahan guys. Do you know the Packers? The fucking ESPN doesn't have numbers next to it. They are what looks like to be—I don't know, like. Well,
2: I think they're almost last in the in the conference. I think they're second to last in the conference. Nineteen
0: point three points per game scoring on offense. So they well, yeah. John, they, they are third in their own division. Scoring per game? Only the Bears score less than them. So the Niners right now, through three games, are scoring 12 more points a game.
2: They are. The Bears are the only team that scores fewer points per game in the NFC
0: right now than the Packers. What's holding the Packers up is their defense. And then the Packers' defense. The pa- Do you know how many points the Patriots are giving up through three games a game? <laughs> I mean, four? 5.7. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like Bill Belichick. And they're scoring the most. Well,
2: no, I guess the the Ravens
0: have scored more Bill points, Belichick though. was like, yeah, if you don't allow points, you can't lose. He's right. Uh, the Packers would be second. But the Niners aren't that far away at 18. So it's not like the Niners. It'd be one thing if you like, well, the Packers are a great defensive team. They're not good on offense right now. The Niners are a great offensive team, but they're bad on defense. Their defense has been top notch. So I, I, I think it's fair to say – that you would have Cowboys, Rams in their own tier, and then you would have Packers, Niners in a tier. Now you would give the Packers the nod because of their quarterback, but their coach has never coached before, and he's an offensive yeah, coach, and they're not scoring points though, guys.
2: The question, to, yeah, the question is, do the Packers belong? If the Packers are not on the tier with the Cowboys and Rams, then they're not on their own tier. Like initially, I thought I'd go Cowboys, Rams, not Packers. Sorry, Cowboys, Rams, tier, Packers, tier, Niners, tier bills tier to finish that group off but i think you're right it's if i don't think the packers belong with the rams and the cowboys i, I don't so then they're not on their own tier either i'm with you now they're on the I, same tier with the 49ers ball? and can then the this? bills by themselves
0: can i have this curveball i've i'm gonna be the last guy on the Lef- matt lafleur bandwagon if we if we sit down tomorrow when that game kicks off and let's say they kicked the shit out of the eagles well, let's just say they win. like that's that's a pretty impressive win, even though the Eagles are kind of struggling. Thursday night game, you take care of business, you're now 4-0. I, I'm going to have to give the Packers some respect. Not that I'm not giving them respect right now, but I think then they would. Just, you'd be like, well, they have to be on that tour. Like, well, it be would be
2: the win. most impressive win between them and the Niners so far.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Niners, I mean, their wins are good because they're wins, but they don't, would you say they really have an impressive win? Like Cincinnati was an impressive win, but it's Cincinnati. Yeah, the Steelers was a good win because they came back and overcame five turnovers, but Mason Rudolph was a starting quarterback. So the Niners aren't really going to have the opportunity to have a quote-unquote impressive win probably until they beat the Rams, beat a team like Seattle, do something like that, right? Well,
2: part of what they have going for them, though, is in the next month they really only play the Rams. They play Cleveland, they play the Rams, they play Washington, they play Carolina, they play Arizona. So it's time for them to feast right now because then it gets tough on the back end.
0: But that, I, my hesitation with that comment, and I, I no. mean, you're right, is if you feast right now and then you lose some of those games on the end, you're not actually a good team, right? Well, yeah. I'm just saying,
2: like, they need these win. I just, like, we're not going to know one way or the other unless they, like, we won't have a really. If the Niners go into the Seattle game, let's just say, best case scenario, well, they'd be unbeaten, best case scenario. W- would you call the – Sorry, finish. Just if they've had, if they go and they play Seattle November 11th, okay? Okay. If they lose the Rams game but beat Cleveland, Washington, Carolina, and Arizona, that would make them f- f- seven and one.
1: Where's the Rams right? game?
2: Four, five, six, seven. They make them seven and one in LA. So how impressive are they, seven and one?
0: I think it would depend. With wins
2: over teams that would any of those teams have a winning record?
0: No. So if they're seven and one and let's say the Rams beat them by 20 or something, I think they would be getting like, well, their schedule's been shitty. And I think it would be like, well, 7-1, 7-1, but they do have a point. Now, if you're 7-1 and and you lose on a walk-off kicker to the, is line still their kicker? Whoever their kicker is. Yeah, I don't you, think
2: they're losing by 20 to the Rams.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I, but you agree if you're 7-1 and and you just I test get your ass kicked against the Rams, people would be like, ah, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Regardless of what the score is, because as I mm-hmm. watch the Seattle Saints game, the, the scores in the NFL don't they aren't indicative often of a game. <laughs> Some a lot of times of blowout games, where if you lose that game by six points and you 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 hang with them and you know they just make a couple plays down the stretch, people be like, Oh, this Niners team is pretty fucking good." That that game would be pretty key to me on the judgment if they're seven and one or 100%, six and 100 percent John. But if they're seven and one going to on the Rams game they're going to the playoffs. Because the Packers, for example, if they win this t- tomorrow, you might if you're listening to this on Thursday, Thursday night, start going to the rant. And they're 4-0. The you'd be like, "Well, Green Bay has two really good wins. They went on the road and they beat the Bears and then they beat the Eagles on a short week. That's that's impressive, right? That's those wins are just better yeah. than anything the Niners are going to be doing. Cuz at the end of the day, the game's going to be really cool and I'm sure it's going to do huge television ratings. And, fuck, I, I'm excited about it already. I, I wish it wasn't a week and a half away. But, like, you're not going to get as much credit beating the Browns as I think we probably would have thought three weeks ago, right? You'll get right. credit of, like, you're just a good team. You're taking advantage of a team that's kind of in shambles. Because there's a chance, guy. Do you, do you think the Browns are going into Baltimore and winning this weekend? after no. The Baltimore Ravens coming off? of? So the, guy, they could be 1-3 and three coming in this Monday night game. The, what would you guess... Right now, the line is if the Browns lose, let's say, by 10 points to the Ravens, what with the Niners coming off a bye? Is that a six, seven-point line at home, Monday Night Football? So yeah, you're you're a, a heavy – Seven a, and a half? Yeah, you're a heavy Niners favorite. Are
2: popular, Niners are a popular team?
0: I think the bet then would probably be the Browns, especially with the Kelo out. But, but John, by the way, if
2: they're seven and one with a 20-point loss to the Rams, <laughs> yeah, but then they know, can go three and five and be a 10-win team. But, you, so but, even,
0: but what we're talking about, though, is we're, yeah, they're no in a idea. group right now of the, of the top of the top. Because at the end of the day, do you think there's any scenario once the Green Bay Packers now probably don't make the playoffs? I guess their uh, division's a little unique. It's going yeah, to be a bloodbath. They,
2: like, the Bears are 2-1, and one and they're struggling on offense. Well, the,
0: the, the biggest game of the weekend's probably Minnesota-Chicago because whoever wins that game is going to be feeling pretty good about themselves, right? They'll be 3-1 and, and be like, we're fucking good. Yeah. Like, if the Bears win that game, what are the Bears thinking? Like, we'll see you again, Green Bay. You ain't getting us twice. But I, I haven't watched the Packer game. Like the Niners, they're really good on defense. And they're different. Like I think the Niners have so much elite pass rush. The Packers pass rush is good. They're to me a little more of a complete unit. Like they're just physical. They're not like they don't have Bosa's and D. Fords flying around. They got the Smith brothers. They got Kenny Clark. They're just really good up front. Jair Alexander is a star. That corner they have, the Savage, the kid they drafted. Their defense—I mean, the Niners' defense. These defenses are all good. And I and it just, I just trust McVay. Like he's just—they just win. That's all the Rams end up doing, guys. They just win. Yep. Like oh, Gurley's knees messed up. Oh, Goff's not worth 110. It's like, well, they're 11 and five. You know, they're just they're 12 and four. Oh, boom! They're hosting a playoff game. They know what they're doing. Uh,
2: You know what playoff games are? Fun. Fun. Highly rated. Yep. Uh, We'll get to that coming up in a moment. But playoff games are also an opportunity to use the SeatGeek app, like when the A's are hosting a wild card game, I hope, fingers crossed, next Wednesday against Team TBD, Rays, Cleveland. The Rays had a good, good win against the Yankees. I watched that game on Tuesday night. Uh, but now I'm talking about something that like two percent of our audience saw. Uh, Seat Geek, John. <laughs> <laughs> Seat Geek, unless maybe the game was on MLB Network. Seat Geek, download the Seat Geek app. That's what we have on our phones. Use the promo code Ham for ten bucks off your first Seat Geek purchase.
0: Well, think about this guy. I had no clue that WWE was in the Bay Area last night. But if you live around this area and you're a big wrestling fan, you just type in stuff like "What's going on at Chase Center?" Just type in Chase Center, and it'll give you every event for the rest of the year. What's going on if I live in LA? What's going on at the Coliseum? When's SC playing? Is SC hosting Washington this week? No. That's in Washington. Well, if you live in Seattle, go to that game. If you want to watch the Dodgers playoff game, boom, you want to watch Bochi's last game, guy, Sunday against the Dodgers at t Park, which is now called Oracle Park. Just type in Oracle Park, check out the prices, download the Seekie app, use the promo code HAM and get $10 off. You've used it. I've used it. It rates every seat Green's good, red's bad. Gives you good deals. It's incredible, guy. How do you beat it? You don't. I, I really think it is
2: one of the. Be- I'm not just saying this. I'm not I think either. It's one of the best apps out there. I mean, we're saying it because they're an advertiser, but I really do use. Um, uh, their ticket map is as good a uh, feature as any app has for anything it does because it's a big green dot. Buying tickets, especially if you don't buy tickets a ton on the secondary market, can be a little intimidating. You don't want to get a bad deal. You don't want get. You want to get worked over by the man. Who's selling them?
0: Uh, so you use this app,
2: and uh, you don't get worked over.
0: No, you don't, guy. Yeah. No, you don't. Download the app. Promo code Ham, and uh, just keep Haberman Middlecoff in business. That's right. We appreciate the support. Who knows? Maybe we'll be at that A's game. You never know. Are you? you never... Are you? What? Are you confident the A's are hosting the game?
2: They do, uh, They do
0: have the tiebreaker.
2: Yeah, I feel pretty good about
0: it. Yeah. If you want to go to the A's game, use the, use the deal. Hell, I mean, if All I was a Giants fan, I'd just go to the game. It's fun. Or you just watch the game on TV, John,
2: which is what everybody does on Football Sunday. So break it down here according to, according to sources. Uh, what were the TV ratings for Barrier Football on – really a non-Barrier Football, Barrier TV on you ha- Sunday? You
0: have it in front of you? No. I thought you, you tweeted it. Yeah, I, I got you it. Said, you texted it to me. I, I got it. Okay, barrier okay. TV ratings. So, obviously, you wake up Sunday morning, 10 a.m. We got two games on. One is an in-the-market game. You know the Raiders? I did some math today. They've been in this market for 46 years. They took off for about 15, and then they came back. 46 36. years. 6.3. This is not millions of people. This is rating like a market share. 6% of the market that was watching television was watching the Raiders. Here's the other problem with that though, guy. Is there was another game on, Kansas City, which I've always been told by Raider fans is their most hated rival. Well, 5.1, they did a 5.1. So the Raiders did a 6.3 and on the other channel, the Chiefs did a 5.1. Okay. Then the Niners so 11.4 ca- market combined football. We're watching football in the morning, which is great. In a top 5 market, we flex our muscles. We love pro football around here. Then the Niners and the Steelers came on. And they were they had the window to themselves. It did a sixteen point six guy. Oh. That's hey, a big number, ladies and gentlemen. That's massive. To put in context, like a huge Warriors playoff game does like a 10. A big Giants playoff game does like an eight. So the Raiders struggle to do a six. Week three. But then to put it even into more context on the Raiders guy and just show like what the Bay Area does, because just if the Niners aren't on. The, the the group of people that will watch football in this area is still really big. It did a 9.7 Rams-Browns Sunday night football. So the morning window did a total of a 10, with the Raiders doing about a 6 or 11. And then the Rams-Browns did a 9.7, and the Niners were in their own category at about 16-7. Six, yeah,
2: I would add, like, when the Giants are good, like when the Giants were really rolling... Six is like a, reg- like a really good regular season number. Sometimes which which is great
0: that. in professional baseball, right? That's a big-time nightly number.
2: Now, I mean, that's when they
0: were really rolling. Like the A's struggle to register a one, and they're the lowest-rated baseball team in the market. A Guy six, watches, two, I watch, you guys don't. A 16.6
2: to me is a bigger eye-opener than even the Raiders 6.3. I agree. Like a 16.6 is this is why when the, Ra- when the 49ers are good, and the Giants are good. One of the best debates in various sports is: Is this a football town or a baseball town? That's what a sixteen point six represents. It's like now when the Giants are good and the Niners are good, it's ball game over.
0: What about when the Warriors are good?
2: Yeah, that I mean, th- th- that's a big just, number. But but that's not really like this is historically this area is football or baseball. Yeah, and that sixteen six to me, I would have thought they could. I would not part have, of it's if You so told me before like didn't throw his hat in the ring to like five years ago. No doubt. But if you had told me before the year the Niners will be 3-0, and what will the rating be on their third game against the Steelers? They're going to end up – it's going to be a really good game, which that turned into like a close game. I don't know if it was good. But yeah, it was I
0: go close, not good. Six-three and a half.
2: To scoreboard watchers, it was good. To the purists, uh, not great. Um, but if you had asked me what where would they be week three, I would have said – ah. They could hit like maybe a twelve eight, and it would be really impressive. I sixteen six is fucking because now it's like, well, what are they going to be if they're if they're four zero? Who do they if they're four? What is that Rams game going to be if they beat the Browns on Monday Night Football?
0: Well, see, I you're already jumping a step. I know,
2: I know. Okay, I, I, I think start with the, the
0: I think the Monday Night Football game I will be floored if that number is not over Trump twenty, won't you? I will be very surprised. Yeah, that no that feels to me like a twenty-four. And honestly, if the game is really good, I, I could see that game, yeah, twenty-four to twenty-eight. Like it could just be whoa. You know? And part of it is the Niners haven't been good now for four or five years. It's Monday night, it's in a unique spot. For example, guy, week one. Week one. Opening night, the late Raider game. This shows you like people will watch big events in Monday Night Football in this area when people were hoping the Raiders might be good. Remember, it was simulcast on ABC and ESPN. And I remember getting the numbers the next day. On I think ESPN it had done like a seven, and on ABC it had done like an eight. So the Raiders on that opening night, night game did like a fifteen. Now when the you know, there's the optimism is never higher week one, even for shitty teams. But that's good. Yeah, that's it's a hell yeah. That's that's fantastic. So if they can do a fifteen, and a lot of that is there are a lot of Niner fans watching that game because it's opening weekend. To me, the number for the like I, unless it's just an absolute blowout, or like Jimmy were to get hurt, I I, I think I, I would expect like a twenty five, like twenty five percent of the market to be watching the 49ers in week technically week five Monday Night Football. Yeah, I I think I, I don't where you that.
2: really win is when you get Sunday night because that is a broadcast channel. Like this is on ESPN versus being on Fox or CBS, right?
0: But they might simulcast because Larry Beal had told me that they have access to buy it all, and because they're owned you're saying by Disney,
2: ABC, yeah, local ABC might yeah, take that. You know.
0: I think it'll be a double whammy.
2: Yeah, that would be big. But I I um I'm with you. I know what you're. But saying. But I also think I mean they would do great. I under ABC should do that. The, I don't know if the consumer is. Quite conditioned to do to go there. It's like when pro baseball puts the playoffs
0: on uh, FS1, TBS, or yeah.
2: yeah. um But to me, the Sunday night game is where you get that NBC Sunday night. Like the fact that Sunday night football in this market did almost a ten. What would the Niners on Sunday? And they could back like let's say they're playing well and back end could they get flexed into Sunday night football against? The Packers are the Ravens well, the, the, still good? Week,
0: week six, guy. Week six is that the Rams game? Week six, yeah, yeah. So it's the it's the week after Monday Night Football. Correct. Be- between week six and ten, I read this. They're able to, or maybe it's week ten, week six and eleven. They're able to flex two games, two games. That week is Steelers Chargers. So there is a chance. There's now, no way that game makes air. So how how is it not Rams? Well, 39ers? okay. So
2: your point is there's there's a you're saying there is a one, two, three. Uh, I think there's like it's like a, a five-week five week window
0: where they can flex two of the five or two of the. Or I guess it's a six, six. it's a six.
2: It's a six-week window if if it includes six and eleven. Yeah. So you okay? You could argue Steelers would draw but anyway, one, one, and we ma- get the L.A. market. You could what, argue like it's not great, but give us L.A. and give us Pittsburgh. If that's not a good matchup.
0: Yeah no, I, but I would imagine that Fox. This would be the game of the week, right? If they're both undefeated or one has one loss. If the Niners are three and one or four and zero, and the Rams are five and zero, how is that not the game of the week? Yeah. So you would imagine Fox would would not want to give that game up, right? And I'm pretty sure that they get the right of refusal on a couple. There there are all these weird rules, like they don't, like you can't just take Cowboys Eagles from them on a flex game if they want to keep (laughs) it, right? Because remember that was part of the problem last year. It was like, yeah, we ain't giving up Steelers paths. There's a reason that those those afternoon games on on CBS and Fox consistently are badass, and sometimes are better than the night game. Well, they're better than Monday night football games. But you can't one hundred percent. No, no, mean, I know. I'm you,
2: just talking a separate. Yeah, I'm just.
0: But being. like, there's a reason that even sometimes, like late in the season, you go, God, why didn't they have the afternoon? Because CBS pays two billion dollars a year for that shit, and they have rights to hold on to games. You know, it's just basic contracts. I don't think. Most people think of it like a business contract. Well, if you're writing a contract and you're, Les Moonves is gone, but whoever it is, you go, well, I get it. You want your primetime night game, but we're paying you all this money. We want to keep the right, we pay all this money for the AFC. If it's Chiefs-Pats, we ain't giving that shit up. If it's, I mean, Rams, you have to pick your battles. And the good thing is if you're Fox, you get a lot of Cowboys, Eagles games, right? And Packers. That maybe you couldn't afford to give this, but I would imagine if you're Fox, you kind of this is a big West Coast game. I mean, this is the Bay Area and LA, but they're both good. This is like Giants Dodgers. You you want to keep this? I'll be a little shock guy if they do flex this. Not that they won't want to, but that Fox wouldn't fight for this
2: because this is what the, would it, what would that game? Let's just say okay, point made, agreed. Put a period on it. If that game ended up on Sunday night, what would your guess on the rating be? Thirty. I was
0: gonna say thirty-two. If yeah. they're
2: both undefeated. If they're both unbeaten, I'm going 32. Or,
0: or, in this area, if the Niners are undefeated and the Rams are just either five and one or four, yeah, and one, you're right. Whatever. The Rams don't have to be undefeated. Just Rams can be good. But if the Niners
2: Monday Night Football win, because I think there's a Nate. Because here's what I
0: underestimated: natural hate around this area for
2: LA. Yeah, no doubt. Here, what I underestimated is that team was in the Super Bowl last year, by the way. Like everyone knows that. And it's golf, golf, Bay Area guy, Montana fan. Uh another storyline Beckham's what big, I under- Beckham's big what I'd forgotten short. a little bit and it was stupid of me to forget this It's not what the Niners high is that I remember I'd forgotten how fast we go from yeah I don't know to yeah we're all everyone's interested like and zero it, it, they like, go
0: to they go to 0 the 60 the fastest
2: so fast Like
0: it, it takes Faster like 2 than, weeks of Giants like they got to they got to go like on a stretch when they suck of like 15 and 1 to be oh the Giants are in the mix again like but it it doesn't happen that first week yeah, but
2: I will say this. All it takes for the Giants is like the Giants can go 0-60 in like December with one free agent signing.
0: Totally true. But the, I would say the difference is it just takes like one sweet game for the Niners to think they have a chance and then people are yep. in.
1: Yep. And
0: people have been itching for a while, right? Because people were itching last year. And the, the Niners have a unique kind of buildup on this because of Jimmy. They have like two and a half years now of Jimmy. John, when the Niners got Jimmy in one game down the stretch and there was no chance of them making the playoffs – Nine I mean it was it was the number one story in the area by far, right? Wasn't even close. It was honestly it was one of the biggest stories in the NFL. I mean it was people forget because we're so far removed from that. That was a pretty unique time. I, I've heard people try to like poo-poo what do those games really mean or whatever. Yeah, it wasn't about that. It was about this franchise had no fucking quarterback, had no goddamn hope. And then Bell Bell Bill Belichick. Maybe he fucking pocket dials Kyle Shanahan and trades him a quarterback and gives him this guy, (laughs) and it awakes a sleeping giant. I'll say this over and over: there is no brand like the Niners on the West Coast because the Rams might become that. And I think I know Coward talks about this a lot, not not in the sense that just because LA has double the amount of people we have, they they have taken a lot of the shine from because forever it was like it's a sweet college football market. They've dwarfed them.
2: Yes, and I agree with that take wholeheartedly, but. The Niners, the stat last week blew me away, or this week. They haven't been 3-0 in 21 years, and yet it, it takes – you don't even need a vacuum cleaner to to, to to knock the dust off the 49. I mean, it you could – one shake and the Niners knock the dust off.
0: Because well, my, my argument has always been – and listen, people – this isn't – I'm not hating on the Raiders. I, I didn't grow up a Raider fan. I really like what they stand for. I, I've always thought when we used to go to training camp, it was really unique and cool. I, I – and I've watched Raider games for fucking twenty plus years. Like I, I've watched all your guys' games, and then once you got Derek Carr, I was all in. Like I, I, I I've been watching Derek since high school. We like we fucking watched Derek. We watched the Raiders. We like them. But the reality is, around here, it's like a twenty-five to one ratio. If if that, I mean, it's huge. It's the discrepancy is wide, and a lot of that is because the Raiders have sucked for so long. So the Niners own Northern California, basically. To me, from Fresno, it's well also past because Sacramento. the Niners
2: won championships. For in twenty this, plus years, yeah, 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 and like in the recent eighty, in the eighties on, into the nine, won a championship in the nineties. So people that
0: are thirty five saw a championship. Then obviously people like my dad that were older when they first started winning championships saw it, and then they get people in the middle of that generation that were like twenty in the late eighties, early nineties saw it. So they had well a saw it everything. while the
2: Raiders were gone too.
0: While the Raiders were gone, yep. So they they owned from Fresno. Would you say Fresno's Niners? Heavy Niners, that's always, what I thought. Uh,
2: yeah, Fresno's got, like, Cowboys fans. Fresno's weird like that, but yeah.
0: So let's go yeah, Fresno. A lot, a lot
2: of Raider fans there.
0: Fresno through the Bay, past Sacramento. Own so Northern California. I've, I've always thought this. There are a sneaky lot of people in, in Southern California that like the 49ers. Because, again, it's just basically like, why do so many people like the Warriors right now? Anytime you create a dynasty, you add a lot of fans. Cause there's that stat that you always had, like the eight year old, is kind of just like whoever he likes. Then, like I, I like the Bulls when I was young. Why? Because they have fucking Michael Jordan. You know, I just I, I you'll be shocked how many random Warrior fans you'll probably meet. You know, in like ten years, like twenty five year old guy that lives in Arizona, it's like yeah, I'm a Warriors fan. Like how? Oh. Well, when I was when I was twelve, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, I love that team. Right? Just the nature of the deal. A lot of people like, I love Montana. I love Young. I love Rice. I love Lott. I love Bill Walsh. I love those teams. It's just the nature of going on a 20-plus-year run. No different than the Pats. Like, I wouldn't consider me or you a Pats fan or whatever, but we know an extraordinary amount about the squad and the run, right? Just like if you just follow sports, you're going to know a lot about it, and then the impressionable people in that group are just going to be kind of drawn to them. So they've just gained a lot of people over this 20-year run that – you can't, that's what happens when you win. So the Niners have all these people that have just been around this area. They get mad. Now, luckily, here's the other part about the 49ers. Because the 49ers and the Raiders, from like the time when we graduated high school till basically today, for the most part have sucked over that entire run. There is a three-year window of one of the great little mini runs we've ever seen in this guy named Jim Harbaugh. And he, he awoke the sleeping beast, and they just immediately started doing like 50s on playoff games. Like, literally, the national rating for the 49ers versus Seattle, the national rating guy, I think, was like a 32. And in the Bay Area, it did a 50. That game against Seattle, his last playoff game. So it just showed, like, Harbaugh came in like a fucking tornado. D- different than Kyle, because it was a tornado. Part of it was
2: just him, yeah.
0: Him, and remember, his first year, they were the number one overall seed in the NFC. They hosted the NFC championship game. Think about and that. And they, they were
2: changing football the next year
0: with, Ke- with yeah. Colin. And then they went to the One of the board. great
2: debates, should Colin replace
0: Alex even before they really even change football? I, I, listen, I, I would put that three-year run, Harbaugh's first, second, and third year, that three-year tornado of importance in an area of just reawakening of people for a team that did not win a championship, it's unparalleled. Now, you might be able to dig in, find me examples here and there throughout the country over years. I'd be hard pressed to see anything quite like that. Non championship, non championship, but that's you. You agree? Like that was as it's just a unique of a run as you'll ever see in pro sports ever. The storylines, okay. the w- without winning a championship. So, that 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 to me is like you got all these people just itching, want the Niners to be so yep. goddamn good, and then you well, got just th- you got to think about it, guy. You got six thousand people that five years ago. Cut enormous checks to Jed. I mean, I, I got multiple times from, like, a couple of my buddies that live in Fresno that are season ticket holders. Multiple times over the last three years, like, hey, Middlecoff, we're not even going to make it up. You want to go? And I didn't even hesitate. Like, no, man, I'm, I'm good. They ain't giving those away anymore. They, they couldn't even give them away two years ago. Think about that. This is, like, probably a little before. This is, like, chip year. Could mm-hmm. not give away tickets that the their company paid cut a pretty big fucking check for think about that wanna too. Know which, like, yeah like, no you want
2: to know which tickets i'm keeping an eye oh go ahead finish that thought because i'll tell you
0: like if if the 49ers would have built the stadium two years after harbaugh think how much money they would have lost yeah do you think if think about like if if chase center do you think joe would have lost a lot of money if chase center would have been not this year but the next year
2: just because, uh, be, just because I, I was, th- I almost I was thinking about that, but it's like, well, you still got staff. Like you're still going to be good enough that you're just you're you're still cool. I but mean, he was, char- but not. he
0: was charging historical prices, and I think Jed did similar. And you can charge historical prices when you're on a historical run. I think if you're not quite on the run, even if you are really good, you just get maybe twenty percent more nose as quickly, right? Jed, one hundred percent. Right, we're on the same page. If he would have, if the stadium would have opened after Chip and not after Harbaugh, it would have been a different world. Yeah, still a lot of money. I'm not. I mean, we're nitpicking millionaires, but it was financially lucrative given the Harbaugh run. Where well, that's that's what makes this Raider thing so fascinating. And I, it's just the casinos and shit are going to buy a lot. I, I get that, but you're going to go into a brand new stadium. If you had to guess the Raiders' record right now, what would you say? Five and eleven, best case, probably four, I, four and twelve.
2: I think five right now feels like the best case, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, you couldn't have any less momentum, and you're even own fans, and I don't blame them, because guy, midway through the third quarter, I couldn't watch. I'm like this is this is terrible.
2: Well, the other thing is you're not. It'd be one thing if you're going into that stadium. Who are the whose face are you hanging outside the stadium? You know. Is it going to be Derek's? Is it going to be Gruden's? Is it going to be Cleveland Ferrell's? Is it going to be Jonathan Abram? Who's Josh Jacobs in a sling? Like whose face are you hanging outside when I drive by the drive by Vegas Stadium on the highway, a, a Legionnaire Stadium? whose face is hanging from the thing? It's Gruden's, right? Because yeah. at this point, is it going to be Cars?
0: Well, I I I will be shocked if he makes it. Because if they I, win I, five I
2: games, know. Gruden's and and so here's what I was thinking: middle is – Who's more likely to be in a playoff game in the next five years? Derek Carr or John Gruden? And I don't count, like, Derek Carr's got to be the starting starting quarterback Derek Carr or head football coach John Gruden.
0: So if you if I told you that Derek Carr was Mahomes' backup, that, that wouldn't count? That doesn't count. count. Okay. No. Uh,
2: I know Andy loves him. But okay,
0: okay, let's say this. Derek is cut at the end of this season. Because I think it's Derek. If Derek is cut at the end of the season, don't you think teams like the Tennessee Titans – the Chicago Bears, like teams that are either in the play, like a one and done team, or like right on the fringe, are going to be interested.
2: Yes, I think he's a starting. I think he, he regardless of like if it just keeps looking what it's looking, some days like last year looked. I, yeah, I think he's a starting quarterback, and he'll have a really good chance to be a starting quarterback.
0: Now it, it just depends. Like if he's a starting and, quarterback for the, it's hard to even think of like a really shitty team because some of them a lot of the teams dolphins have quarterbacks, yeah. Um. Yeah, I just think there's enough teams I would say like that. that there's no – I don't see any chance that Gruden's in the playoffs, guy. I just – how's he in the playoffs? How is yeah. there any – like – do you know that if they go 4-12 and 12 again, here's the crazy thing. And let's say the Bears go 10-6, and six, make the playoffs, one and done. Same thing as last year. So the, the Raiders get picked 24. My guys with the Bears have always said this. Like, if we just make the playoffs again and they keep sucking, and luckily this year we play them so we can even help them suck – where is that second round pick that the Bears own going to be? So, yeah, you get our pick 24, but we get your pick 37. So, it's not that big of a swap, right? Ideally, we'd rather have 24 than 37, but fuck, for Khalil Mack, we'll take it. That right. is a massive loss for the Raiders, right? Because you would have been yeah. like, well, you would have had your pick, their pick, you and you swapped your second round pick. That swap, and then, you know, because they get the Bears third round pick, that swap is enormous. It's like 36 to 78 or something. That gap. That's that that's why Gruden traded for Antonio Brown, to not have a gap, to to be a, I, they weren't going to be a playoff team, but be 7-8, you know, 6-7-8, kind of competitive. They, now they got fucked a little bit by their schedule, but how are they going to compete? How are they going to win games? That's what I, I just don't see how they're going to win games, you know? How they're going to win game Like, think about You kind of struggled a little bit. The Broncos were coming back you you still have four games less against the Chiefs and the Chargers who are going to be he- I mean Ch- Chiefs would be I guess Chiefs already played you. you got three more games which in Kansas City that's a loss two games against Chargers they're going to be heavy favorites in both you go to Denver which Denver sucks but that's going to be a pick'em then you got this little stretch of like Colts studs then you know they play because they play in Europe or is England Europe yeah right England Europe. Yeah. EU. England I went Europe, there. Yeah. So they're going to go to play in London. Well, you know they're not coming back. So think about like they're gone forever. You go you go Indy and then you fly to London. Boom. You probably lose again to the Bears. Then I think you got Packers and the Texans. Or maybe vice versa of the order. It's just could be... It's hard to finish with six or seven wins when you start one and six, one and seven. You look back at the Niners... The year when Jimmy made them a six and ten team, they weren't a six and ten team. They were a one and ten team, and they got gifted Jimmy Garoppolo, right? If Jimmy Garoppolo had never shown up, what did they end up? Two and ten, two and twelve, 2, or two and fourteen? Can't do math. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like with the Raiders, they're not. There's no savior coming. If you start one and eight, you're just you're really shitty, and those are your players. Like that's your quarterback. Now you could you know bench Derek. Okay, for who? Glennon, Peterman. Fuck
2: out of here. Well, I, is, Are we sure that's not happening? Well, no, we're not.
0: But my, my point is that unlike I, when Jimmy – And I don't think it should happen. No, like but to my, me, my but. point is like unlike where Jimmy, you're not – check out Glennon's record. Like he's not any good. So, yeah, it might happen, but you're just going to lose. It would be crazy if it happened. Yeah, it's just it would be What – I'm writing an article right now on The Athletic. I'm about halfway through. The crazy thing like if you just type in a Twitter Kyle Shanahan like just random NFL people would be like how about this play how about this play and we talk about it all the time the woes and the wows and the woes and the wows with just good play Baldinger did something yesterday I noticed this when I was just watching on the condensed version of the Ram or not the, the, uh, the Colts Falcons game Frank Reich ran this play it was like a double wheel route and the first wheel route cleared out the guy And the second one, the guy's wide open. And these offensive guys are doing all these brilliant shit with stuff like that. You know, clearing out an area with a safety or a corner. And then sneaking in another guy that he's wide open. It's just easy touchdowns. Like, when is Gruden doing any of this shit, guy? Where you just go, damn. Didn't see that one coming. Damn. Are there other coaches in the league? Like, I gotta see what Gruden's doing. Because you can be shitty and people still think like that. Right? We've talked about Kyle forever. You don't have to win to get, like... It's like having uh, respect inside an industry where outside people can go. And and this is what, back to the Dabo Sweeney thing I watched. He's like, one thing you notice in football, he's like, that helps me being a coach. That If I just listen to you guys, and he wasn't even trying to rip the media, but there are going to be narratives about this team sucks or this team's good. And he's like, I can throw on the tape and you can go, this team sucks. And I can watch them and go, wow, they're doing some really good things. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm impressed with what I'm seeing. And then you can give me a team that's 4-1, and one, I can throw on the tape and be like, look at their frauds. They suck. You know, they just played some shitty teams. They got a lucky bounce in one game. And his point was, like, you do just, like, it's not the narrative, like the quarterback guru, the $100 million man. Like, your tape is your tape. Like, what you put on the field is who you are. Right. You know? Now, ultimately, the end goal is to win or lose, but why Kyle's, the hype on Kyle never went down was because every week, even when he was losing, he was doing just wow stuff. And I think why Jay Gruden still has a lot of respect is that we saw for years that Jay, when, I mean, it's kind of wheels are falling off now, like he can call an offense. I, I just, I watch John Gruden and I just go, what is he, I mean, is this guy living in the 90s? What, what are we doing here?
2: I'm looking for the, I'm on Baldy's Twitter page right now. What well, he does. But, so yeah, many you're out. right. I know. It's, I'm trying to. And they're all in slow motion, so it takes forever to figure out if it's the right one. Yeah, you just, you'll never be able
0: to find it. <laughs> um, Didn't, yeah, wouldn't man. you say that's been the craziest part of the Gruden era? Not that his yeah. crazy trades or just did not a couple times a game for this guy that got so much hype, in whether he led the hype train or the media did or whatever, perfect storm being a Monday Night Football game guy. It's been I, I I don't remember one defining like you remember when he ran that triple pass like he did run a flea flicker was that the yeah, first, he ran second a flea game? flicker but it's like, like I've been running flea flicker since like Tech Bowl. Like,
2: yeah they they did a the thing in the Vikings
0: game okay but can you do some things where you just go whoa I don't remember many whoa moments and that's where all the def- in defense of Derek and he doesn't play he hasn't played that well and I wish his brothers would just fucking let Derek be a grown man because he can handle it. He's making $25 million. You don't need to come to his defense on social media. That that devalues him. Just let Derek be Derek. You know, when he'll struggle, he can, he's paid a lot of money. He knows how to act like a grown-up. That you help your quarterback putting them in positions by running some of that crazy shit. So I, I just, he's he's notoriously known as the guy that gets to the office before 5 a.m. Well, what's the point of this if you're not drawing up anything? Just screw it and take your, show up at 8.30 I just don't get it. I don't know, man. Have you ever watched uh, an Andy Reid game, especially since he's been the Chiefs head coach, where he doesn't do it at least once a game? Like, Even if it doesn't work, where you go, guys, that's that looked pretty cool. Yeah, and I
2: go back to, to me, there is a difference between trick plays, double passes, flea flickers, all that that's shit.
0: That's not what, even what we're talking that's about. That's not
2: what you're talking about, no. You're talking about scheme that is... Uh, cre- like, just creative, a creatively schemed play.
0: Well, I noticed a couple times during the Saints game, they just did all this crazy shit to get Kamara the ball. Like, they would fake a screen the wrong way and then have him delay, like, come out on a wheel route the other way and then Bridgewater would turn around and you'd be like, wow, that's... You could well, tell the they Chief- had... Did the Chiefs do
2: a double fake a double fake screen the other day? Somebody did
0: that. Well, I think they like- did it and then they threw it down the middle. It might have been the New Chiefs. New Orleans? No, I think the Chiefs did, like, a... One team, like one play is a double. Yeah, it was the Niners. They did a f- double fake quick screen yeah, and then they hit yes. use check right down that's the right. middle. And that, yeah. To me, that's the shit where just like, that's why people blow Lincoln Riley. That's why people blow Kyle and even McVeigh and Sean Payton and Andy. Because they do not the double passes. It's just, it's shit like that where you have something and then you build off it as the year goes. Like it keeps giving, like, what, was Gruden build off anything? I don't know. I'm starting to think again, like you said, you don't like the word fraud. Gruden's not a fraud. You know, you don't Andy wouldn't respect him if he was a fraud. Like everyone I knew in football likes him. They think he's smart. My guy's a band. To me a fraud is a liar. Yeah, he's not a liar. I do think though his capabilities are much lower than the hype would have thought. Regardless of how much Mark paid him, if you would have told me Gruden came back, I would have thought he would be a Highly capable coach, right? Great coach or not, I don't know. But I thought he would have been able to hang offensively. I don't even see him hanging.
2: Well, is he make not even that stuff. It's like, is he getting the – is he getting – I don't think he is getting the most out of Derek Carr. Whatever we think Derek's
0: – issue, whatever you think about Derek. Do you think Amari's think, a little reflective of him? You think that's fair? Because he's an offensive guy. So if you, let's just throw Khalil Mack out the window. Amari is a star wide receiver. He couldn't really use him, and then he's gone to Dallas and excelled. With multiple yeah, offensive I, I, do, I
2: do think that one's a little... I think that one's... Like, Derek Carr is all in on being a Raider. I don't know. You know, I, I... That one's a little more complicated than me. But yes, it is reflective. It's not nothing. But I do think it's a little reflective of Amari as well.
0: You think Amari hated being a Raider probably the last year of his tenure?
2: Because <laughs> I do think that's yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just... I think Derek is, wants to be all in. He is. Yeah.
0: Now, sometimes all in's not good enough. Right, if your talent's lacking at that level. Like this is not high school sports or even college sports. Like there is a chance that Derek's regressed to the fact to the in the sense that so much turnover, you know, no cohesion with players, this the revolving door that has made him just shittier. You know? It's hard to improve when you just there's just chaos. Is that fair? And it feels like I'm sticking up for him. Yeah,
2: but... I know. I know. It feels like you're making an excuse. I, I think everybody here is culpable. And I think he's got enough that there would be reasons for a team who's in a position to win to sign Derek Carr and make him their quarterback. Be it like the Chicago Bears, I think, are a great example. Would you rather? I'm if, rooting for him to be on the Chicago Bears.
0: If you were Matt Nagy and, and you could just say right now you can just press a button and Mitch can disappear and Derek can show up, what do you think he'd do? Are we sure he can't do that? Well, I'm I'm talking like today. Yeah, I, he would do it, but I'm just saying I don't think they could. They don't have the cap space because to trade for his contract this year. I don't think he's a tradable player because I've I've been in some text exchanges with some people. Yeah, like are we 100 percent sure if it's one and seven that Derek Carr doesn't get traded? And right. it always gets back to when I talk to uh, you know people in the league when it comes to big contract players, they're just. They don't get traded very often, guy. Yeah. Because how do you trade for if you only have 6 million of cap space, how do you trade for a guy with, making 25 million, even if it is right. prorated or whatever, right? Right, 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 right. I I, I think he's basically untradeable. Now, could they cut up they wouldn't cut him mid-year. No,
2: but I but could you all of a sudden you're going, we're going to we're going to be done with this. Now, maybe the offseason makes more sense, but um could you get a late second for
0: him? I think, you know, if if we were talking a team Could you get, to make a run. Let's say Mitch got hurt. Could you get your pick back? Would the Bears trade in their pick back? Or would the Raiders do that deal? That's.
2: I mean, that's basically trading Derek for what he was drafted
0: for. Late second. The, the irony is, like, you're trading for something that you never really – like, you didn't really gain any, Yeah, You technically gained something, but – Let you know, me ask you yours? this
2: question, by the way. Actually, let's get to this now. I, this, I'll add this to headlines. Um. There you go. This podcast is brought to you by somebody hit me up the other day and said, go into Manscaped.com, using the code HAM at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. Was today a Manscaped day? It's a little hot out. Might be a pool week.
0: It's been hot as hell around here, huh? I know. I went and put some shots up uh, on Tuesday, and I got worn out. I saw that. What do you think it was? About 90 degrees? You get Manscaped? It was 83, John. Manscaped.com guy promo code Ham. They got this Roll thing. the sleeves up. They they call the. Uh, I hope Haberman do, use the lawnmower two uh, It's the best in the business. You can trade your ball, uh, You know, uh, trim your balls. No cuts. I've done it multiple times. It's not just though in the in the uh, lower manly region. You know, a lot of guys that get super bushy. You know, probably uh, waist up. Like to do the trim of the uh, of the base.
2: Yeah, I'm wearing flannel. If, I don't, uh, yeah, so if you, I don't use a little trim,
0: you can uh, just Manscaped 2.0 works perfectly for that guy. Manscaped.com, get the Lawnmower 2.0, promo code HAM, get 20% off. They, and they got a ton of other goodies. I got this great little toiletry bag that I love using, so mm-hmm. get got on there. crop guy. preserver, yep.
2: anti uh, chafing deodorant moisturizer. Um, Manscaped, you said the Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin safe technology, so there's no nicks or snags. Accidents are finally. A thing of the past. You want no snags, guy. No snags. No snags. snags. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HAM at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code HAM. Uh, Headlines. Here's a headline for you. This is not really a headline, just a question. I saw the, and you saw the uh, video from Monday Night Football of uh, Mitchell Trubisky getting yelled at. And the question was like, what was he get? What was being said? Was it a, was it a man up or was it a shut up or, was well, it a shut think- was it a shut up and man the fuck up? Twitter thought it was a shut up. You thought maybe it was more of a man up. It really could have been both because it was. I think it, it was ma- both. Nagy was saying more than just enough. Like it, it was longer.
0: Here's my, my question for you. My guess is that Mitch came over was giving excuse on something. Like the guy wasn't open or like, almost like the play we ran didn't work. And he basically dropped a shut up and man the fuck up. Which I think a lot of people were tweeting like this isn't good. I, I think it's kind of a normal exchange. Not normal with like a guy uh, on Mitch's level. Mitch, that's not going to happen to Rodgers or Brady or a guy like that. But Mitch Trubisky can't get yelled at by his offensive coordinator? Yeah, I think to it me it's weird. like Did you?
2: it's an opportunity for Mitchell to take it yelling. Now the bigger issue is just. You, ideally, you don't want to have to be yelling at your quarterback mid-game. So but here's my but he, question but he, he is
0: Mitch Trubisky, so...
2: Exactly. Is Mitchell Trubisky, to this point, a bust? No. I totally agree. Like, just because you get drafted second, why you get drafted second is different. Like, Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston got drafted at the top of the draft because people thought they were going to be great quarterbacks. Mitchell Trubisky got drafted second because, well, shit, we got to draft somebody. Let's take a quarterback. And to me, those are two different things. So, okay, we agree. Well, I guess I can move but on. But to me, part
1: of
0: being a bust is sucking. Like Mitch is not good, but he's not that. Like he's not bad. Yeah,
2: he's got a winning record.
0: Yeah, and I, I thought even in that game, whether it's him or not, he made the best play of his career. Now he's he's definitely closer to a bust than a hit because he's not a hit, right? We agree on that. You totally. Yeah. But 100%. if Marcus Mariota, if this is the last year that Marcus Mariota plays for the Tennessee Titans. That sucks, and they missed on the pick, but they didn't like to me. Jamarcus is a bust. Uh, you know some of the 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 players that have been drafted super super high that never work out, like a uh, like Kevin White, who was the Bears. Remember it was Kevin White or Amari Cooper. Kevin White's a bust. Laquan Treadwell's a bust. When you just suck, like and you're out of the league. How is Mitch Trubisky in the league for ten years? Because I feel like he is. Like I'll give you his two yeah, yeah, thousand eight two thousand eight huh? numbers were twenty four touchdowns, twelve picks, sixty six percent. When he was the starter, they went eleven and three. Now he was not the reason they were winning, but he's a like he's got an eight nine year career. To me, a bust is out of the league. Like Solomon Thomas isn't a bust. He's not good, but he's gonna play in the league for seven eight nine years. Remember Armstead was a bust, and now it's like God, right, he's gonna get paid. Whew. You just – is is Jameis and Marcus Mariota are a bust? Because those guys are better than Trubisky, and I don't view either as busts. They're just not hits. Jameis could turn into one maybe with with uh, Bruce because his numbers are much better. Like, would you agree that Jameis is a much better NFL player than Marcus Mariota right now, even yeah, with his I picks?
2: Even with his issues.
0: Like, who would Bruce Arians rather have, right? Right.
2: I guess uh, Delaney Walker today – Went off. Um, where'd it go? Yeah, I don't know if he went off. That's why I hadn't heard it yet. I just saw people had been tweeting about it. Was he defending Marcus? He did say we've got Marcus's back, yeah. But he's also kind of calling his teammates out, apparently. came
1: in the league in 2006. I know that's a long time ago. Um, the atmosphere was a lot different. You know, we were one and two, it would be pissed off guys walking around here calling guys out team meeting without the coaches but today's football it's a lot different a lot of these guys can't take that a lot of these guys don't like to be called out they want to fight or they want to be traded (laughs) and it's it's that's pretty much where we're going today with this game is that you can see the rule changes and everything is just different
2: so he's calling people out He's also just having – I mean, he came into the league, the Niners. Did he – Did he, so did he get Singletary?
0: Yeah, he got Delaney. Well, he got Nolan right off the bat, and then he got Singletary.
2: Oh, yeah. He has been in the league for a while.
0: What I, what I, when I hear that, I think more just, well, Delaney, a lot of these guys are a lot richer now. So, to me, it's just the NBA fights this on a much higher level. People just aren't as angry. Like,
2: well, yeah, I'm just saying, like, no, no doubt. He's – but you're right. But he's just sitting there going, look – there are things that need to be said in this, as it relates to their team, things that need to be said in this locker room that aren't being taken care of.
0: And that would probably be like, is Marcus Mariota pissed? Now, is he good enough to be that man? I don't know. I guess
2: he said something later about having Marcus's back, but yeah, I don't know who he's talking about. Well,
0: I mean, it's like if a Dory Jackson walks in, like, you know, just guys, I would imagine coming on Wednesday, like, no big deal. We're just here, NFL, baby. And I think back in the day, people used to be fucking pissed off. I bet, do you think Vrabel has a, uh, has a football chub off here on that. Has to love that. Because typically the players are never as mad as the coaches. And I, I know you see this oh, a lot on Twitter all the never, time. Never, John. The, the players, well, they're not. You agree with that, right? Yes. And a lot of players aren't, like, when I see on Twitter, like, you think you fans are as mad? Well, like Delaney says, a lot of players aren't that mad. I've seen it. You've seen it. Like, the players yeah. don't get as mad as you think. You know? And you like, that's their life. They should Balance. Yeah, balance is cool, but if I'm paying you five fucking million dollars, I'm not paying you seventy. Yeah, I'm, if you want to have balance and my, your salary is seventy five k, like yeah, you don't you don't have to pick up your emails on uh, on Saturday or Sunday if you don't want. If I'm paying you five fucking million dollars, I, I need about a hundred percent of your effort. You know, and I, I like people that care a lot. And that people on Twitter get uncomfortable with that. Like, we want well rounded humans. Yeah, Delaney's like, yeah, I don't well round or whatever. Are people all in on this thing? We got a lot of people in here making a lot of goddamn money.
2: Well, he well his thought is like, yeah, you know how much offseason is, quite a bit. You get to go do whatever you want then.
0: Well, guy, wouldn't you argue that football now is basically August through January? I mean, that's these OTAs. I don't think people can comprehend how easy OTAs are. Like there's not much going on. These guys are going to work out anyway. They get free breakfast and lunch. It's like a four-hour day. A lot of these guys have incentives where you're just like, boom, hundred and twenty-five thousand-dollar bonuses for showing up again. They were going to work out anyway. It'd be like, you know what, guy, you're calling. Uh, they were
2: going to work out anyway, and they would be paying their trainers. Yeah. To work out. So
0: it's like, okay, guy, you're doing uh, you're doing USC Washington this weekend. We're gonna pay you on game day on Saturday. We're also gonna pay you basically Tuesday through Friday prepping. We'll give you an extra fifty percent of what on top of what we're paying you for the game. You're like, well, I was going to do it anyway. <laughs> you know, I might have paid for like get some information and help.
2: Except we'll cover your FedEx. We'll cover the Kinko's printing. We'll cover the double sided tape.
0: We'll cover we'll it. We'll buy
2: all. you a computer just for it. We'll get you some office space. You can't do it at home. You got to go to the office space. We get you, but it's going to be super nice office space. There'll be a chef there. You don't have to go make yourself lunch. But
0: but a guy, I think it really speaks to guys are making. I know Twitter loves to tell you everyone's oppressed. In, in, in pro sports the average person in america makes less than sixty thousand dollars and i'm not comparing normal humans to pro athletes but money's money and these guys are paid so much goddamn money and the more and more money you're paid it just changes the way if you aren't quote unquote like delaney walker ain't still in the league playing well because he's just he's doing this for the money right like he he I mean, he might
2: be doing it for the money, but he's I know, well, but he, it's not the only reason. But we're doing
0: all it. doing yeah. it for the yeah. But don't you think Delaney Walker is still playing at a pretty high level because football is a huge priority in his life and trying to yeah. be a winning football player is a huge priority in his life. I actually don't think the Titans have that bad of a, like they have a lot of good players. It's just Mariota's well, just that right there. <laughs> well, apparently it's more than that because do you think Mariota's like I know he cares, and this is the problem when you're a non you know, emotional guy. Because it kind of looks like you don't care when you're just kind of sulky guy. Yeah. I mean, he's just not verbal guy. Whether that's fair or not, it
2: just is what it is. It's not always. Sometimes it's not fair. Sometimes it is, you know. Yeah. All right, what else? What? Give me some other
0: headlines. You fire fire me up something. Well, Jalen Ramsey had a flu. Then he had mm. a tight quad and a bad back within oh, a four-day span guy. Falling apart. Did he heal from the flu yet? Healed from the flu. I think the flu happened like Saturday. It's now so flu season. That's the crazy thing. No, he didn't practice his day because of a bad back, as Doug Marone said. Yeah, my back kind of gets tight, too. And Schefter kind of tweeted, like, are we in a stare down? And what I love about a good NFL stare down, if, if I want to get rid of you in the NFL, I'll get rid of you. But if I don't, uh, you ain't just walking all over me. That's not the way this sport works. And if I was, why would I trade? What's Jalen Ramsey going to do, guy? He makes $7 million not play on Sunday. I'll bet you. You think he's going to pass up a game check? What about when he gets the memo? Well, Jalen, if you're inactive, for you know something, this is half as much money as you would get if you're active. You think he's going to pass up on that money? Because I don't. And if I'm the Jags, I don't. As long as he plays on Sunday, whatever. I don't need him to practice. You're playing the Broncos, like Jalen. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders. Like, who are we really covering? <laughs> You'll be all right. We'll see you. The plane leaves uh, Saturday morning, or hell, they're flying far, so. Plane leaves Friday afternoon at three o'clock. See you here. We got a good, uh good meal on the plane as well. So bring it, You might want to download a movie. The plane flight's a little longer than than usual. Also, what if we win?
2: What if we win again? And then what if we win again? Like, what if we're good? You just gonna you just gonna sit at home, not get paid, and not play for a good football
1: team?
0: I, I. And if he if he got to the point where I guess it could get dicey is if he's not hurt and they and they go well. We're fining you or something for faking this. If it gets to the point where he just... If he actually does go through, I'm not going to play. And they're like, this mm-hmm. is bullshit. This is a fake injury. He goes, on well, my back! And the back's always a good one, because how do you... You know, it's... Like, you can't say, my foot's broken. You'd be like, well, your foot's not broken. You go, I got back pain. And then the doctors are always like, well, just be easy on it. Because it's impossible to quite, you know, quantify and take like a... You can't right. really do much. It's actually a genius move by Jalen. Pick an injury... The flu's a little similar, though I can get saliva, I can test your test. Well, that's what
2: happened. Didn't he go to the team, didn't the doctor yeah. look at
0: him? So you have to pick an injury that they can't, like, I got headaches. I just, I'm dizzy. I got headaches. You know, it, It's something that they can't, you can't go to the doctor and he can get, like, a concrete answer. That's what you need to do. You can't be like, a, I broke my arm. Like, no, Jim, you're all fine.
2: Well, I remember a coach told me one time, he's like, you know, I got guys, they – they're battling concussion protocol, and they're just so angry because they can't get in the game. You know, what I would tell them: if you want to get in the game, stop telling the doctor you're dizzy.
0: You get flies anymore?
2: I don't know if you can get away with that anymore. But like once upon a time, I was like, you know how to get into the game? You just tell them you feel fine. Yeah. You, Do you have any headaches? Nope. Now that's not good medical advice, but. Uh, what's another one? Well, I think there's another big one, right? You, what do you got? Melvin, like, Melvin Gordon's coming back on Thursday. Said Thursday? Tomorrow. I thought he's reporting back on Thursday. We're recording this on a Wednesday. What I read was he was reporting back Thursday.
0: Wow, that was pretty big. I, I thought he just said, like, later in the month. If it's Thursday, that is pretty big. Because I do... Uh,
2: he's not expected to play this week, even if he shows up tomorrow, is what rap sheet said. Oh, so the so earliest what? he would play is October 6th. But I do think... There was a report that he's Blue, coming back. I I, oh,
0: wow. I, I thought he meant like in a couple of weeks when he was originally going to show up like late October, he was going to be in the next week. But you're right. I, I didn't. I, I, again, I didn't really. I just kind of skimmed it. I'm,
2: that might not be a positive thing that's happening, like a for sure thing, but that's. So there is
0: a, there is a decent chance that he shows up in the next 24, 48 hours.
2: Yeah. I, yes. I think this podcast and Melvin Gordon are showing up on the same day.
0: Did he gain anything Thursday. from this holdout? Not that I've seen. Like he just lost money in the first three games. Stayed fresh. They did kind of need him last week. They couldn't run the ball because they were up, I think, 17-10 to 10 in midway through the third quarter, and they just couldn't run it out. Like, Austin Eckler, I like Austin Eckler, but he's not really a between the tackles, just bang you type back. I mean, he's built like Haberman. You know, he's kind of small, quick, make plays. <laughs> he, he, to me, he's like the ideal screen back. He's like a version of Darren Sproles type. So th- they, they could use Melvin Gordon. I mean, at the end of the day... This is a pretty like he is one of their better players. For as much shit as we all talk about it, he's a running back, but he's he's good. You know, he's like a legitimate top ten starting running back in the NFL. If you're a Charger fan, this is a positive. You're getting him back. Bad news for the Raiders. Whenever you end up playing them, which is later. A couple injuries. Deshaun's out this week, but Alshon's going to play. Okay. Which is big tomorrow because they've been without Deshaun and now Alshon for three straight weeks. They could use Alshon big time. Probably help Nelson Aguilar a little bit. <laughs> and uh, T Y against the Raiders, he had a quad that he came out of that game. I don't think he practiced. When we got jumped on the podcast, the Colts had already practiced and he had not practiced. I'm not sure how much that actually matters whether T Y Hilton plays against the Raiders or not. Like I don't, I don't think he's like the deciding factor in the game, but. I would say big picture for the Colts, I'd actually argue you might want to just give him a week off because he is their best player. On a team that's kind of blue-collar and doesn't have many stars, he is their star. So I would rest him for the for the stretch run, which is November, December, because they need that guy. But when they have him, he's... Would you say Frank Reich would basically be a lock coach of the year if they win 10 or 11 games, they make the playoffs after Andrew retires? Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's... he's uh...
0: Would if Kyle won twelve?
2: Yeah, no. If the, if the Colts win eleven games, that's if the Colts
0: here. make the playoffs, he's getting it right.
2: Yeah, it doesn't even have to be a game number. I think that's yep. fair.
0: Yeah, he he's a, like if Mahomes in the lead for the MVP. Would you say he's in the lead right now for the coach year? Definitely, I'd agree. Yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, all right, Tariq Cohen. Do you think Matt Nagy is tired of Tariq Cohen yet? He remember he had when he showed up before the season almost hit a team employee that was on a bike because he was driving his little thing that he was driving, whatever that car is called, doing circles in front of all the gathered media. So uh, Monday night after the game, he live streamed Instagram accounts, accidentally shows Kyle Long, who just got out of the shower, naked in the background. Nagy said Wednesday, it is going to be a team policy moving forward. It's already a league rule. It's unfortunate that it happens. Uh, Tariq feels bad and is apologetic and embarrassed that it happened. So, obviously, Nagy got mad at him. I think it's something uh, you need to learn from it. It was a mistake. Nothing malicious. It was a mistake. Let's move on. Uh, Cohen apologized. Have you ever seen these quotes? No. So, this is what Cohen said. I apologized to Kyle Long. It wasn't a joke. It was unintentional, but it's my fault because I shouldn't have been on social media in the locker room. I reached out to Coach Nagy immediately, even before he found out about it. I wanted him to know it was my fault. My bad. I was willing to take responsibility. So he already knows he's kind of on edge with Nagy, right? That he's like, Coach, this happened. I'm letting you know before anybody else tells you. Long said, uh, Tariq texted me immediately as soon as he found out and told me he was so sorry. I said, dude, it's okay. Shit happens. What are you going to do? The plane home ride was like a comedy club, as you might imagine. But I'll take one for the big guys around the league. I'll take that one. I'm just trying to shower, and the next thing you know, I'm on the internet. I'm just glad it happened after a win. Oh, you I'm said, like, he was getting roasted
0: on the plane ride home? Oh,
2: absolutely. I'm just glad it happened after a win, and people were in a good mood. That way, no one made fun of me for my play and my dot, 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 whatever. So, it went over better than uh, when AB went Facebook
0: Live. So The difference, though, like, to me, the nudity one, luckily, it's Kyle Long, who probably doesn't give a shit. Like, offensive linemen are going to be the last guys that are going to care, even if he just like, it was a cold shower! You know? right. is that to me the AB thing wasn't it like common like post game speech
2: like yeah, it, it was something. it was kind
0: of getting serious like guys and in know.
2: retrospect do you think what are the odds he was getting paid by like Facebook to do that streaming?
0: yeah this one I do think was pretty harmless like it wasn't was it? supposed to be like taking advantage of coach talking or the you know Khalil Mack giving a speech it was probably just them kind of partying right and Long just comes out ass naked. Which, again... <laughs> I, just, I was just trying to shower. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. I, I do think Tariq clearly is... I got a text message from someone with the Bears that was like, can this guy make a fucking play? This is like midway through the game. Like they're, yeah. They expect him to be one of their better players, and he clearly is a little immature, you know? So he drives them nuts a little bit. I'll give him credit, though. He knows he's on thin ice. Yes. And, and just kind of wore it. I... I it shows you like I'm not in those loops of I I never saw this come across my timeline. Did you? I no I didn't see it either. Are you going to Google it to see what Kyle looks like? Is it still up? You think? Well, I bet there are screenshots.
2: No, I wasn't planning on it. That's, uh what else you got? Baker Mayfield taking shots at Rex. I'm
0: I, I'm. Do you, have you seen the Baker Hulu commercials now too?
2: Yeah yeah. I, I'm Baker Jet out. ski.
0: I, I'm Baker out.
2: You know I'm just Baker. So so Baker did an interview with Mike Tirico the other day. And it was all about like how you know I, I just I'm I'm gonna be me I say I say what I'm thinking that's what's different about me, like sometimes I just say what I want, guy. It's like yeah, well, th- th- sometimes that just means you don't have a feel. Given us if you're on a team when you represent yourself and only yourself, cool. Like dude, I whatever you want to deal with whatever there is to deal with then you deal with it, but that's not what being an NFL quarterback is all about. Like. I the the we just some people love giving credit to anybody who just says everything that's on their mind. Hashtag no filter. It's like well okay, but you start saying things that other people have to answer for, that that's not necessarily a good thing. Now I don't know if this is really in that category. Who really cares? You say something about Rex. Rex is on TV. It doesn't matter. But just like as a blanket statement, being hashtag no filter guy when you're the quarterback of an NFL franchise. I don't really think it's
0: if Does it work if you're not playing that well? You know, he's has he jumped the no, shark a little bit for being so brash and so loud? For a guy who's now on a team with all these expectations is not playing that well. It's just, to me, it's becoming a little draining. Like, just Baker, just for the love of God, I, I, I'm with you. That play, playing that guy is just, come on, man. But there is a point in time where you can be like, I, I got no comment on that. Can we just move on? Like, people would give you some credit for just going a no comment. Can you just use a no fucking comment, for the love of God? Or just doing a circumvent job like a Brady? Like, yeah, I, I don't have any opinion on what he said. Just something like that. Would he be like, oh, Baker's shying away from his brand? No. it would be like, oh, Baker's maturing. But it's like you. Cause Restraint I, is a Because I saw Manish Mehta, you know, the guy that covers the Jets. Mm-hmm just quoted the video of Baker talking shit, like, say what you want about Rex. Rex, you don't think Rex could devise a defense to handle Baker Mayfield? Like, let's just pump the brakes a little bit here. I know Rex is kind of a caricature, but Rex was one of the best defensive minds in the last 20 years, was he not? (laughs) You think Rex would lose sleep playing Baker fucking Mayfield? Can we, I mean, come on. Rex has accomplished infinitely more in the NFL than Baker Mayfield. Because Baker was like, did you see the quote or like the watch the video? Baker goes. No, I did not. We watch have a saying video. in this locker room that if you don't wear the what's their colors, poop brown and, and orange. Yeah, I don't know. Po- poop and orange, brown and orange, whatever their colors are, you don't matter. And he's like, last time I checked, Rex doesn't have any colors right now. I'm like, oh, Baker, fuck.
2: <laughs> I do like that set. Like, if you just take shots at anybody, or just like it's us against the world, fine. Like, but
0: well, to me, if his comment was like, listen. We're only worried about the comments that are coming from internally in this locker room. We're not worried about anything outside. I'm not even going to comment on it. Be like, I would have been like, this guy's growing a little bit. Because what's the point? Because you know, when you take a shot at him, what's GetUp going to do tomorrow? Play that for Rex, right? And what's Rex going to do? Fire back again. <laughs> now Rex is uniquely equipped because he's he wants to talk shit, right? That's not <laughs> he just doesn't he, care. He, he, Baker, you understand this guy's got the same brand as you and he's more accomplished and way more famous. Well that's the thing is like Rex you would if Rex was a head
2: coach, you'd be like, Rex, what are you doing? You know, like come on. Just well, that's what, what are you talking about Baker for? Because he would I do know. it if he was coaching against him this week.
0: I miss Rex a little bit. I wonder do you think he ever comes back? Not as a head coach, but as a coordinator.
2: Maybe I don't know. Do you think he would he's coach prob- a college team?
0: He's probably pretty rich, right? Made a lot of money. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun. Like Rex Ryan at Michigan. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, Rex at like some ACC school. Oh, there's Rex at NC State. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it eats much yeah. yeah, could be NC State. All right. On that note, good podcast. Manscape.com promo code Ham. Ease.com easewellness.com promo code Ham. Mybookie.ag promo code Ham and the number one SeatGeek Geek. Download SeatGeek Geek yeah, promo code Ham.